Star Joe's podcast, episode four. Rest in peace, David L. Katzenbogen. Yeah, friend, long gone. Long gone. And uh, in this episode, you'll actually learn a little bit more about who the hell that is if you don't know already. Think some people know? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Well, you'll find out. Anyways, it's been uh, quite a while. (laughs) It has been quite a while. About a month. About a month uh, since we recorded, and that's my fault. Uh, and you are? <laughs> oh, yeah. My name is Ryan. I'm Chuck. Okay. All right. Uh, We're out of the way. <laughs> well, they got that out of the way. Introductions are out of the way. Anyways, uh, yeah, I got sick. How um, you feeling? Uh, fantastic. Good. <laughs> they gave me some medicine with codeine. I'm feeling wonderful. All right, great. Um, but anyways, I worried about you for a while. No, you weren't. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, I had a 101 fever for a while, then I couldn't get rid of a damn cough for about three weeks. Man, the forums were down the for like forums were down. two weeks or so. It's uh, I actually found out what caused the forums to go down was... Should we reveal it? Oh, yeah. All right, go We're ahead. okay with revealing that. All right. In, at Super Show, for those of you who don't know, which is done by the Comic Geek Speak guys, they, they are having Walter Simonson and Louise Simonson that's going to appear, and they are longtime artists... With Marvel and a writer with Marvel. Let's be honest, the big draw here is Dave DeWatch. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Walter Simonson is best known for his drawings of Thor, which Chuck, you should be able to appreciate. Love Thor. Yeah. Uh, he's all right. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, Louise Simonson, she actually wrote X Factor for yes. quite a while, and yes, she, she actually created Apocalypse. Right. So, obviously, some huge names have been around Marvel for a long time. Uh, they also wrote, both worked on uh, Star Wars for Marvel at exactly, one point. Yeah. So. so a lot of fanfare going on with that, and a lot of people logged on at the same time and kind of crashed the server. Right, and, and not only that, but a lot of those, a lot of people had heard about it as far as like news media and stuff like that. Yeah. So they went on the forums to kind of see, get some sources, get some details, sure. and all that type of stuff. And the servers just overloaded. And basically, instead of contacting the Comic Geek Speak guys and say, hey, by the way, here's what's going on, they just let the forums crash. Yeah. And they actually had to find, like, get whole new servers. Luckily, nothing was lost. Yeah, we got to save all of our uh, stuff, so that was awesome. How many posts you had, your name, your, our actual, you know, forum itself. Forum itself, yeah. So we didn't lose anything. So that was good. I guess that's happened in the past, though, where they actually did lose everything. That would be bad. That would have been bad, so... So thanks for sticking with us, guys. Yeah, uh, and then it. and then even once I was starting to feel better, that's when I went down to Florida. And actually, you guys will probably hear a blooper special before this one, where maybe maybe it's, if the recording gets done, it's taken no a lot. Pressure. It's no taken pressure. a lot of work, and I have some time because the wife is out of town right now, so I'm actually able to spend most of my evenings right. just. That's why we're drinking. No, that that's why Chuck's drinking. I'm on medication, so I'm drinking. <laughs> He's drinking for two. I'm too deep. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, so I'll have some time to do that. So you guys will probably hear that one before you hear this one. Yeah. This, this is gonna be a long episode. It's gonna take some time to uh, do yeah, some we'll, editing. We'll get through it. Oh, yeah, I know we'll get through we'll it. We'll get but. through it. 
What's on the agenda? Uh, what are we doing? What isn't on the agenda? There's a lot of comic books to cover. <laughs> a lot of comic books to cover. Finally, we're going to finish off Knights of the Old Republic. Sweet Jesus. So, <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Sorry for you guys being on the edge waiting for the cliffhanger. Here. Yeah. We're going to uh, finish off that. 15 issues of that. That'll be during the yeah. hyperspace review. We're going to get caught up on G.I. Joe Origins, G.I. Joe Ongoing, Transformers Ongoing. Ongoing? I've been drinking. The big- Ongoing. <laughs> Uh, Transformers, Ongoing, Bumblebee, and Last Stand of the Wreckers. Yeah, I think that's all. That's all yeah. of them. Okay. Yeah. And a couple of toy reviews. A couple of toy reviews. Uh, some listener feedback. Listener feedback. We got some... Uh, some questions from the... Questions. From and we also listeners. got some iTunes reviews we yes. want to go over. Yes. And we got a couple of top five lists. Yes, a couple of top five lists. So, uh, jam-packed show. We got a lot of stuff. This, this is going to be probably one of our longest episodes. It's a good one. Yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna break. We're gonna go get a beer and something to eat so they can rest in and no, relax. They can, well, they can pause this push shit pause. whenever they want to. You and guys, go, push pause. We'll wait. Go ahead. Go get their own stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait. Go ahead. All right, are you back? <laughs> okay. All right, good. All right. So, anyways, we got a lot of shit to cover, but it, I kind of feel like we owe it back to the fans, anyways, because right. we have been gone for a while. So let's give them a full blown catching up. That's blow their mind. Episode. Well, what have you been up to? I already explained what the hell I... What. Holy crap, it's been a month. I don't even know. Well, the forums were down, so you weren't doing much then. I wasn't doing much then, no. I was trolling other sites, lurking okay. on other places. He-Man.org, uh, Cop, Pop Culture Network, I was looking Gaining at Gaining a few more listeners for us? Yeah. Putting out stuff on the forum. Putting out the word on uh, His Tank, uh, fellow <coughs> starfighters on His Tank, so yeah. I love that fellow guy out there. Yeah. Uh, New forum member. Yeah, so that was great. And actually, uh, once the forums came back up, Starfighter put up his uh, toy collection. Oh my god, that thing is sweet. It's ridiculous. I yeah, mean, I'm it, so jealous. Yeah, I'm big time I like jealous. showed it to my wife and she's like, never in hell. No way. <laughs> so dude, if you're listening, I'm jealous of you. He's got a massive amount of DC classics, which I'm very jealous of. It looks of. like he's got every one of them. Almost. I do have a few that he doesn't I, have. I didn't see anything. That he, I didn't see oh Man Bat. Oh my god. I didn't see Man Bat. I don't know. If you got Man Bat, post it. <laughs> <laughs> and I only saw one version of Mantis. I think I have the other version. I think he got the variant He's one. He's got Gleek. He does have Gleek. Which is awesome. That's a freaking expensive... Did you go to the set. San Diego Comic Con to get that, or did you uh, order that online? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know, because I know like to get all that... Ryan wants to get that It's one. like 125 bucks to get all of them. Yeah, that's a so, lot. That's a lot of money. That's a lot, yeah. Nice G.I. Joe collection. Awesome Masters of the Universe well. collection. Yeah. I was... Oh, I got a little boner on that one. That was great. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that stuff is awesome. I don't, get, I don't get boners over toys. Oh, dude, you don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm in deep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't uh, know how to take that. So, yeah. anyways. Moving on. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, so he just, uh, military figures and, yeah, and those planes. The, awesome. the vehicles, that's what I meant. Yeah. Great collection, Starfighter. Great collection. Yeah, just amazing. I was like, wow. And we... Uh, Obviously, this will be after we've already gone, but we will have gone to Super Show. Yes, at this point. So hopefully, Plan on going this weekend. Hopefully, we'll run into some people maybe that listen to us. I yeah, well, uh, four member Meg uh, said that yeah. they were planning on attending. So maybe we'll yeah. up and meet. We, I don't we know. actually have a female listener. Well, maybe. maybe. Who maybe. knows? Yeah, we're, I don't know. we're assuming Meg is a female listener. I will yeah. tell you, we did get a fan on the Star Joe's website because you can be a fan on the actual website as well. Okay. And we just had a new fan that uh, by the name of Samantha. That's from the His Tank. I know okay. her. Yeah, okay. she's a moderator on the His Tank. So. Okay. So she became a fan of our... Uh, nice little shout-out, Samantha. I know yeah. Yes. So G.I. Joe. So well, we do have some uh, female listeners. and, and That's awesome. And our top five 
not to reveal it right now, but our top five maybe is kind of an homage to the female listener. It's a little tribute. Yes. So, so. to say, yes. And we didn't even know we were going to do that. No, it was just a coincidence. Right. So. All right, so... Also, uh, uh, not to cut you off, but uh, four member... You do Whoop it Band anyway, Z, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Four member Whoop and Z actually hooked us up with a... Little, with a uh, whole set of a Star Wars... McDonald's uh, Happy Meal? Yeah, I got them in a the bag. Oops. No, it's a whole set of Star like some, Wars... I like some fries. I don't got no fries. <laughs> These are a whole set of Star Wars uh, toys that are included in the Happy Meal, so... Nice. We'll go over those in uh, detail here later on. Yeah. But well, special shout out to you. Thanks for that. That was awesome yeah. of you. Yeah, I want to know where... be displayed. I want to know where mine is, but... Well, these are going to be displayed in a oh. studio. Oh, okay. These okay. are ours. Oh, okay. We get to share them? Sure. Okay. When we get a divorce, I get to pick out which ones I want. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we've established I'm the man of the... I guess. <laughs> All right. I guess I get alimony. Right, exactly. There you go. You ain't getting shit from me, dude. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's a good jack. You can afford it. That's true. All right. Anyway, so let's go into our first actual segment, which is uh, the Jedi Holocron. Jedi Holocron. All right, so we uh, did get some listener feedback. We also got some questions. So first thing, we did get another iTunes review. Awesome. And this was from someone going by Rock Mastrangelo. Does Master Angelo think we suck? Uh, no, he thinks we're pretty awesome. Awesome. All, All right. right. This is actually a very touching... Oh, uh, it's a sweet one. Thank, nice. Yeah, very nice. He said... Uh, Thank you, sir. This podcast makes me feel like I'm a kid again. Awesome. Hearing Ryan and Chuck talk about toys, comics, and 80s cartoons is awesome. They keep it very entertaining. Each episode gets better and better. Awesome. The segments and lists are really fun. If you just want to forget about or take a break from your daily life, listen to this podcast. I feel 20 years younger for an hour when I listen to the start to Star Joe's. Keep up the great work. Now... Our thank pod- you very much. Yeah, thank awesome. you very much. Now, the only question I have, though, or the thing I was puzzled by, is he said it makes you feel feel 20 years younger for about an hour. Our podcasts are usually longer than an hour, so I'm kind of wondering how he feels past that hour mark. Like, holy shit, will these guys just shut up already? He feels like he's like 40 again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you very much. Thank you. It's uh, awesome. That thank you. Very Thanks for taking awesome the time. Feedback. That was awesome. Um, we did get some uh, feedback on Facebook also. Big fan. So a few posts that we got. Uh, I'm not going to mention anyone's last names. Even though on Facebook you can see their last names, but just for the sake of the show, I'm not going to mention their last names, but we got uh, feedback from Travis, who said, I love the podcast, your interests are my interests as well, pretty cool. Uh, We got feedback from Brian, who said, great show, it was a lot of fun to hear you guys go through stuff that you had bought, Uh, you should do more of these off the cuff episodes. So that I was agree, epi- Brian. That was episode three. We should buy more stuff. I agree, Brian. <laughs> right. Thank you too, Travis. That I was think awesome. he, I think he also likes the fact that we just we were just talking out our asses during that episode. So well, whatever, yeah. Yeah. So I agree with buying more stuff though, Brian. Well That's I'm awesome. all for that too. So Brian if you want to send me some stuff to open, I will definitely do that. Exactly. Robert said, love the podcast, guys. I'm spreading the news uh, to my friends and trying to get them hooked. Keep up the, gr- the good work. So. Nice. Grassroots. Yeah. Please send out the word. Awesome. Uh, That's one, a new catchword of the day. Awesome. Awesome. I noticed that. Uh, <laughs> We're well, saying that a lot. It is from the 80s, though. It is. So there you go. Should we go with totally? No. No? Or right. rad? Rad. <laughs> so we also had uh, Theo, and this one was really interesting. Cool. He said, hi, guys. Give you, uh, giving you a massive shout-out from Abu Dhabi. Wow, that uh, is far distance. That is far distance. Yeah, that's uh, a long way. He said, I thought I was the only 80s cartoon comic fan. Keep up the great work. Now, here's a question for you, Chuck. And I'll admit, I didn't know where it was, and I had to look it up. Do you know where Abu Dhabi is? Middle East. Yeah, well, 
I knew that That's much. That's my guess. I knew that much, shithead. You know uh, where the rest of it is? <laughs> uh, India, I'm guessing. No, but uh, it is actually... Uh, Abu Dhabi is actually the capital of the second largest city in the United Arab Emirates. I'm sorry, I did not know that. Uh, it, it juts into the Persian Gulf. Okay. And it's situated in the lower okay. Gulf. Its neighbors are Oman, Saudi Arabia, uh, by land, and it's, cl- and it's close to Iran and uh, Qatar by sea. All right. So, you know, there's your geography lesson. There's your geography lesson. Speaking of geography, we've had listeners from, now from Mexico, awesome. uh, the Philippines, Russia, awesome. Germany. Russian chicks are hot, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm Ukrainian. There you go. I know about Russian chicks. I know. So. You know. <laughs> um, also wanted to give, before we get into some of the questions we got, I also wanted to make a couple corrections from... The last episode. Oh, we fucked up. We did. <laughs> but luckily, I'm the one that caught it. It wasn't a listener that caught it. Okay. So one of the, or a couple of the corrections I wanted to make was one, Chuck's, on a Chuck's top five list of most hated Star Wars characters, the ones he didn't like, number five, he said the guy that mouthed off the Luke, found out that that was Wedge. So yeah. it's kind of interesting that Wedge was in my top ten list of favorite characters, and he's in your top five list of most hated characters. Well, you don't mouth off the Luke Skywalker no matter who you are. Sure you do. Uh, whatever. And then the uh, debate that the guy that mouthed off to Darth Vader, Vader yes. hit, he, uh, his character name was General Mahdi, or Modi. Modi. M-O-T-T-I, so I assume Mahdi. He, the actor, I didn't write down the actor's name, but the actor only had maybe one other minor role in a movie that I recognized. Like, he was in other stuff, but only one other minor role, and he was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. No kidding. Yeah. I can't remember what party played it again. It was, oh, wow. a, it was a minor party. He was one of the cops or something like okay. that. So I liked Roger Rabbit. Oh, I did too. All right. So uh, going into some of the questions that we got, and these were off our Facebook page, right? Uh, since the forums are down, forums are down. <laughs> People, Sorry, but you can go on the forums. I heard the forums down. Being <laughs> down, we're, we're total bullshit, right? <laughs> uh, the, now that the forums are back up, you can go to the segment or uh, the thread that says "Question the Holocron. right? Uh, I was saying ask the Holocron. It's actually question the Holocron. You can ask us questions. Uh, but you can also go on our Facebook if you're a fan of our Facebook page, and there's a discussion thread in there where you can ask us questions also. So we had uh, Greg ask us three questions at different times. Okay. And I actually hung out with Greg awesome. uh, recently. Him and I had a mutual friend with someone we work with. Okay. And so we all went out because he wanted to meet me because we had similar interests. Did you sign autographs? No, I didn't say that. You it, big time yet? He, he wasn't trying to meet me because he was a huge fan. He was trying oh, to meet oh. me just because we had similar interests. Oh, so. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were signing I mean, he is a fan, okay. but not to the point You're of signing autographs. Yet. You're not right. going to snub me. No. Okay. No. All right, good. I'm trying to. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's Greg's question? If anyone's got an, another, want to volunteer to be another host or something? No. Wow. I'm taking applications. Wow. No, just kidding. No, you're the comic relief, dude. I gotta be. Right. Well, I'm kind of funny uh, at times. Um, so anyways, Greg's first question was, always looking for ideas of good places to pick up vintage figures. Is eBay the way to go? eBay is a way to go just okay. because you don't have to leave your house. Right. It's easy. It's convenient. For me, I found the most cost-effective way is local garage sales and flea markets to yep. pick up vintage stuff. I would agree. Um, or flea, like the flea markets, the bazaars, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, um, Swap meets, whatever you got. Another, play, you another place where you can get a really good deal on toys is something I haven't attended yet, but I know you have, which is the toy conventions. Toy conventions, that's another way to go, too. Yeah. There's a, a toy convention in our area around Columbus, Ohio, which was really cool. I went last year. 
Um, it's going to be the same time this year as my fantasy baseball draft, which kind of sucks because I wanted to go to that. But it was it was cool last year. I plan on going again. You can find really good stuff there. A lot of dealers there. Not too many scalpers, so to say, just right. looking to mark stuff up at a inflated price. A lot of guys have like loose figures, which I'm really cool with. Yeah, I'm I fine with that too. Right? I'm not really concerned about mint on car too much anymore. But the loose figures, they have like a whole giant Rubbermaid tote full of these figures, and you can rifle through them, and they're like a dollar or two bucks or whatever. Yeah. You might not have the accessories that you want with them, but you got the figures, so right. that's awesome. And actually, one figure, uh, going back to the 80s, one figure you told me you came across, which I was a big fan of, was the Centurions. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys remember that. And the Sectars. And the Sectars, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys remember the Centurion cartoon, but I did have, I think his name was I remember the uh, comic Sam book. Rockwell or something like that. I had some of the comic you books. You had some of the comic books? We'll have to <laughs> yeah. find some of those. I know. I got to be at my mom's house in the garage or the attic or Maybe something. we'll even find him at Super Show. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so I, I wish I had known that you had found that figure because I would have been like, oh, pick it up for me. Yeah. But uh, We'll go. But yeah, then there was also the uh, Sectars, yeah. which I actually have... Almost all the issues of that comic book when it came out, nice. it was only it only went through eight issues. Oh, it wasn't that many then. And I'm missing like number three. So once I get number three, we'll have to do that at some point. Is like maybe Sweet. maybe we'll do like an obscure '80s cartoon show and do some of the comics that are Special related to that. Sectar episode? Well, no, not a sectar, but we'll like do. Well, sect- we could do it. Yeah, we can do the sectars, the centurions, yeah. like a bunch of obscure, more obscure, like Jason the Wheeled Warriors. I had no idea what the fuck that was until you told me. <laughs> no. Jason and the Wheel Warriors. You want to tell them what you thought Jason the Wheel Warriors Okay, was? here it is. I thought it was a handicapped guy in a wheelchair, <laughs> which I'm apologizing to anybody in a wheelchair right now. I am not making fun of you. But he said Wheeled Warriors. I'm like, oh, like the Captain Planet guy, the kid in a wheelchair, or like the, the Burger King mascot, the little kid there was wheels. A, there was a guy in the wheelchair in Captain Planet? Maybe. I don't know. Are you thinking Transformers? Maybe. Of Chip? Chip. Yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. That was Transformers. I'm sorry. But the little, remember the Burger King commercial right. where they had the kids and the kids meals, and right. it was a kid in a wheelchair, and they called him Wheels. Right. That was his little nickname. Right. So I, I thought Wheeled Warriors, I'm like, well, there's a kid in a wheelchair or something? What, okay. is he, like a special kid or something? Yeah, no. Like, that's fucked up. No. Like, it, are you making a cartoon of that? That's no. not right. <laughs> but they just showed me online what they were, and it actually looked pretty cool. I, I never remember seeing them. Yeah, I might pick up, because uh, it's pretty cheap, I might pick up the entire series. I'll tell you what ain't it's cheap not, is it's not Mask. No, Mask is not cheap. Mask the, is not cheap at all. The toys... Or the DVDs are not None cheap. of it is cheap. So if you can find some Mask stuff, that's and awesome. And I love Mask. I know. I will probably get the DVDs. I've actually found them at a decent price to get both volumes for like 65 bucks, which sounds like a lot. But Maybe if you, you go to like one of those record exchange places that's and find them too. used or something. But here's the thing. 65 bucks for two volumes of it. Yeah. That means each volume 30 is some 30 bucks, some yeah. bucks, which is what you kind of pay for new stuff anyway. So. That is true. That is um, true. So, I only had one of those toys as a kid, though. Oh, I had a bunch of them. Yeah, I had the green motorcycle copter. Condor. Condor, yeah. Yeah. So the little yellow guy. Yeah, we'll, like I said, we'll cover that. Maybe yeah, we got to do a mask episode a, too. An obscure Voltron. I am so waiting to get to my Masters of the Universe episode. We will have that before. Episode, All right, let's get back on track. Before episode ten, we will have a Masters of the Universe episode. You heard it. So stick around, He Man fans. All right. It's coming. So, uh, so yeah. To answer to go back, that was the first question. <laughs> question one. <laughs> so we're yeah. like an hour in. Question going, one. <laughs> going it. Uh, so yeah, going to garage sales. Going to. Uh, yeah, garage sales, flea markets, bazaars, whatever you call them. Toy area. conventions. That's the best way to go. eBay is good and convenient because you don't have to leave your house. You right. can do it at night. But you're chance. probably going to pay a little bit more. You're going to pay a little more plus shipping. 
Right. And you really don't know the condition of it. I like to hold the figure in my hand right. to see it, the, the paint's missing on it or how loose it is or whatever. But and you'd be amazed, too. There's you can get good deals on eBay and also yeah. Craigslist, too. Yeah. If you're a fan of that. There's, there's also a lot of people sell stuff on Craigslist. There's also just a lot of toy site websites out there. Now, the thing you run a risk of is that they might not be a very legitimate toy website that sells the vintage stuff. True. And so you just kind of got to be a little skeptical of them. But, uh, well, we had good luck with Brian's toys. That worked out well. With yeah, but that wasn't such an obscure one. That no, one. that was a pretty good one. Yeah. But Special shout out to you guys. You guys rock. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> you weren't happy with that? that no, was I was very stuff. happy with it, but oh, then give me I, don't want, I don't want people thinking... Give that, some love. I don't want people thinking we're like bought by them. or Oh, no, we're not affiliated with or them. Or that they're our sponsors. They don't pay us. We're not wearing no. their t-shirts. No, not at no, all. No, not at all. We ordered because they were cheap stuff. Right, exactly. And we li- and we like cheap. We like cheap. Right, so. Next question. All right, next question also came from Greg. Like I said, they all came from Greg. I'm looking to get back into Joe Comics after many years. Where to start? Oh. I've got nearly all the original Hammer run. I've been intrigued by some of the new storylines that you guys have been going over lately. Good. <laughs> That's where you start. It's working good. Yeah, get I, the new stuff. Definitely get the new stuff. The IDW stuff is awesome. Because it's not too far into it. Either. No, not at all. You're worked at like 15 or yeah. 16 issues. Now, the first thing I would recommend getting is the G.I. Joe Cobra Volume yeah. 1. The first yeah, series. you could buy it in trade. It's in trade now, right? Yeah, you can get that in trade. That's awesome. And that was my first introduction back into G.I. Joe. It's a whole story about Tomax and Zaymon. Right. And Chuckles. Right. And it's, it's awesome. awesome. It is amazing. It's so. a freaking good read. If you want some vintage G.I. Joe stuff that's not the old Marvel stuff, Devil's there's some Do. stuff Devil's Do is probably the best one. Right. There's other good stuff to get, but Devil's Do is probably the best. Right. They had G.I. Joe and then were they uh, America's the, Elite. America's Elite. And then there was Image who did G.I. Joe and then they did Frontline. G.I. Joe Frontline. Well they also had a regular G.I. Joe run. They did too. too, yes. And then they also did G.I. Joe Reloaded. Reloaded. Now Reloaded was only about what, fifteen issues? Yeah. 14, somewhere around, yeah, yeah, somewhere 14, around there. 15, 16. And that's a little bit more obscure one. Um, yeah. I would definitely say if you're looking to start back into G.I. Joe, just go I, with IDW right now. Yeah, I'd go with the IDW stuff. The current stuff that's out now, you can get it really easily. If you want something that you might find cheap in like a discount bin at a comic book store, go with the Devil's Due stuff. Right. Because it was a little bit better than the, the uh, Image stuff, right. I think. The one thing that I really did like that Image had, though, is I really liked the Image Frontline. I don't think you read a whole lot of those. I've got three of those issues. Yeah. I thought I had more, but I only have three. But that was actually really, really yeah, good. Yeah, the three I have were really good. Um, so, And there was actually a story arc that I would love to cover sometime in the future when yeah. we do like another retro review or something like that, because... It, it was like this winter yeah. one, and it was awesome. Both of those stories, The Devil's Do and The Image, they don't really pick up where Marvel left off. They, no. They take it on their own. There are certain characters that make it alive and some characters that don't that make don't, it out alive. Right. So it's awesome. It's good read. Good and, read. We're, and we're certainly going to cover those at some point uh, in the future. Yeah, we just got to get more of the issues. Right. Well, not only that, but we have to get through the shit we already have. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> question. So, next question. Moving on. So anyways. Pick up there. Uh, so yeah, so that's some good stuff out there. Uh, his last question was actually directed to me, but I think it applies to both of us. He said, Ryan, I know you're a big Snake Eyes detractor, and so am I. Uh, so here's my question. Does your hate or at least dislike for Snake Eyes carry over to my all-time favorite character, Storm Shadow, based on the character's similarities? Now, first off, before you give any type of answer, Chuck... Do you hate Snake Eyes? I don't hate Snake Eyes. Oh, okay. Now... I guess maybe I am a detractor, but in the same respect that you are, in the sense that I don't need snake eyes in every freaking issue. I don't even shove down my throat. Right, exactly. He's on every cover he of is the a, new he issues. Is a, yeah, he is a fantastic character. 
Yeah. I love Snake Eyes. Sure. I just don't need everything to be Snake Eyes. No, not I don't. Snake Eyes is the Wolverine for me. He's not... Snake Eyes' codename is not G.I. Joe. Right. And they make it out to be it. He is. Right, exactly. And I like Snake Eyes better as a commando versus a ninja. Right. I like me. I like the commando slash ninja. The commando that knows With a little punk stuff. Food. Sure. Right. Yeah. And still carries a sword. I like that. Or Uzi. Well, I like that he has the Uzi and the sword. Okay. Like... I'm going to shoot you if I can, but if you get close enough, I'm going to slice you. That's a, that's a good snake. That'll work. It does not carry over. To get back to the question, yeah. does not carry over to Storm Shadow. I love Storm Shadow. In fact, yeah. we we haven't even seen Storm Shadow in this. Yeah, he hasn't yet. even made an appearance in the new comic book yet. Which is what I like because you know he's going to. At some oh yeah, point. he's got to come. He's one of the Cobra's you know famous guys. So they're almost, we haven't even seen Cobra Commander. We haven't seen Cobra Commander yet. Yeah. Which is the thing I love is that they are not overdoing these character yeah. at all. So, so yeah. So I don't yeah, IDW's know. got a good thing going on. I don't know. What's Snake your take on Snake Eyes, even though you kind of spoke already, and, and Storm Shadow? What, what I like you, them both. You like them both? Okay. <laughs> they are cool. Also, one thing I wanted to mention that uh, Starfighter put on our forums was that list of all the characters and when they appeared, yeah, or how, many, sh- yeah. how many times they appeared in the Sunbow cartoon. Yeah. And then also... He put down which characters appeared in the first 50 issues of the Marvel run. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, my God. I mean... See, I told you Lady J appeared most in the Sunbow. Right? Oh, I Most know. lines in yeah. the Sunbow cartoon. You know the other thing I noticed? What? Flint's... Flint appeared second most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you... they got the, they got, that was back in the heyday when Flint was a character back in, like, was it 85 or right. something like that when he was introduced. That's when the G.I. So you told me that Flint was a substitute Duke. I'm going to say Duke was a substitute Flint because Flint appeared How more. How when Duke was made first? I know, but Flint appeared more. <laughs> he actually, Flint actually appeared more than Destro. Those cartoons were commercials to sell toys. I know. Okay. But Flint appeared more. Well, you're going to push the new stuff <laughs> And more. so did Lady J. You're going to push the new stuff more than Duke. I Would like, you rather have Duke, Flint and Lady J or Duke and Scarlet? I would rather have Flint and Lady J. Wow, I'm Duke and Scarlet. Right. Well, this this goes back to episode one, or the episode zero, where we said we have differing opinions on stuff. I guess. So, anyways. Next question. So, that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, um, that was way... Way above and beyond yeah. the Call of Duty, but we appreciate it. Yeah, he's our official fact checker now. Yeah. Yeah, Starfighter, that's all you. Uh, if, if We're going to email you for facts. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we'll look up our own, too. But No, nah, we're just going to email you. I'm not looking up <laughs> shit anymore. Fuck that. <laughs> Why am I going to look it up? This guy knows it. Right. So, Give me your email. Ping me your email or instant message me your email. Instant message me your email. And Chuck's been whoa. drinking. I got instant, a couple, of, got instant, a couple of dead soldiers over here. Instant message him your email and he will send you Just questions. Put it, on, put it on the forum for public view, your personal email. Yeah. That way everybody has it. Now, I'm still good. I <laughs> you get a lot of spam. Yeah. I'm still good for all the other comic references like yeah. the Marvel and DC. And, and put your cell phone number down on that, too, along with your email. That way we can just <laughs> blow up your cell phone. I'm kidding. Why are you detracting away from a new guy that just joined us? I love that guy. Oh, I do, too. He's I love great. the old school logo he's got with the Cobra guy. Now, another, yeah, and now another uh, guy that we love on the forums that posted something recently was Warp Speed. Yeah. He posted, he had a, a sketch done of a Transformer. Transformer guy, yeah. And by because, a local guy. Right. He, by a local guy who's the guy, he, I think he said he's the guy that's working on Last Stand of the Record. I know, which is awesome. Right. So, and he provided me the information to get in touch with that guy, which I will be trying to do to maybe see if we can either get our own sketches from him or at least maybe talk to him for an interview we'll or say something Say hi like and thank you. We yeah. like the book and everything. Yeah. It's awesome. So, uh. 
Well, I don't want to say it's awesome, but we'll get it's into awesome that. It's awesome that he took this up with yes. that he knew the guy. And I will say I really liked that sketch. That sketch was awesome. Yeah, I wish I, I could draw I don't know who it's supposed to be. It um, looked like one of the Jets. looked like either... Well, I actually thought it looked a little bit like maybe either Blur or Springer. Somebody like that. Oh, I thought it looked like one of the Jets. I don't know. It's a, it's a Transformer. It's a Transformer. Yeah, it looked awesome. It looked good, yeah. So, Warp Speed, thanks for sharing that with us. And just to let you know, I can draw that well, Chuck. Wow. Here's the thing. Macaroni area is not your no. Here, here's, here's the thing, guys. We've had this debate for a while, and I need to basically put my money where my mouth is. Are we going to go into this? Yes. Are you going to post the figure on the faith faith? Facebook? The Faithfuffa? Yeah, exactly. All right, reset that. All right, so anyways, am I going to post Draw something and post it on the the website. And and I want the listeners' honest feedback if they think I can draw or not. Because here's the thing. I've been drawing since I was little. I learned how to draw. I can draw pretty well. Not well enough and fast enough that I can have my own comic book, but well enough that it would put anything that Chuck drew to shame. Wow. You don't even know me. I can basically freelance anything, like copy anything just by looking at it. I can freebase anything. And <laughs> Wow. You want the cops showing up at my house? Is that what's going on? <laughs> For your drug freebasing? Wow. Um, so anyways. Wow. I, I, I really told, didn't think about that, did yeah, I? Yeah, no, you didn't. I'm sorry, officer. <laughs> That's not my blow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Maybe we'll edit that. <laughs> Sounds good. Leave it in. Okay. So, so anyways, uh, we, I've told Chuck that I can draw. He doesn't believe me. It's not that I don't believe you. Yeah, it's you just, do. You don't well, believe if you me. Fi- if you know somebody and you're friends with them for quite a while and they say, oh yeah, by the way, I'm an you know, accomplished penis or something. You're don't you com- think you would know that? By he's somebody? an accomplished penis? Like, uh, penis? Like a porno? Something? If you knew somebody who did pornos, <laughs> don't you think they would announce... Hey, I'm uh, Dick Diggler, the porno guy. You know? right. <laughs> but here's the thing: I'm not anybody famous. Well, yeah. Well, until this podcast, and then, then well, now I'm famous. So. Internet famous. I'm internet famous, which is nothing. But how <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm internet famous, which is nothing. Um, so, anyways, I'm going to actually do a drawing. Wife still makes me I... take the garbage out. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't working for nothing. What the hell? <laughs> Man, we are so off track right now. Where are we going? Uh, so, anyways, I'm going to draw something. All right, I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to post it on Facebook and the forums. How long are you going to take? Give me an hour. I will post it at the same time. We'll post this episode. Wow, we're going to super show in like a couple of days. I know. Why don't you do it? I'm after? getting out of work early tomorrow, dude. Ha ha! Oh, wow, that's <laughs> slap to the face, right? That's there. right. So I will have something before I post this episode. You got a lot of stuff to do. Do it afterwards. We'll, we'll, we'll do it afterwards. Don't fucking tell me what to do. What? Wow, I'm just drinking over here. Someone's got some liquid courage in them. I will knock you down a peg. The fuck? You know how long it's going to take me to edit this thing? Yeah, a long time. Right. So I got right. plenty of time to do the sketch too. Okay. All right. All right. So so I'm going to draw some. I'll leave it up to you guys as fans to tell me if I can draw. Again, I'm not saying can I draw professionally. What are you going to draw? House. What do you want me to draw? I don't know. What can you draw? Tell me something to draw. I don't know. I mean, related to our show. Don't a house? I don't give a fuck about a house. <laughs> draw my doll. Is there a character you want me to draw? Wow. Pick a I want it random. My choice. Want it random. Your choice. I'm at a loss. That's because you've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> well, let's see. We'll narrow down to GI Joe or Star Wars. Okay. Your expertise is Star Wars. We'll, we'll give you that. Okay. Uh, pick a Star Wars character. Bad guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. Okay. Um. I might as well draw you Darth Vader. I know he's your favorite. Wait, well, can you draw Vader? 
I'll give you the choice. You you spring it on me here. Okay. Vader, Boba Fett. Okay. Or IG eighty eight. Your okay. choice. Your okay. choice. Okay. I can do that. All right, there it is. Now, Vader, you, Boba Fett, or IG eighty eight. Do you want one of those characters will be posted on the yep. Facebook site? And do you want a headshot or full body shot? Artist choice. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Maybe I'll do both. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So that's the challenge for me. Uh, one correction also from the last episode uh, when you were talking about Doctor Evison. Yeah. I wasn't. I was half ass listening to you right then. Because I didn't pick up the fact that you said uh, he made the comment that he was wanted in seven systems. And when I was doing the editing, I was like, wait, no, that's not right. He was wanted in over 12 systems. Okay. Was the actual quote. So, All right. just because just, just we, I'm sure There's we have five people, more. I'm sure we have people that are like, wait, that didn't sound right. Star Wars fans are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Um, yes, we are. And, and just the, and it, to show what a big fan I am, obviously, the fact that I was able to pick up on that when I actually listened to it... Yeah. Wait a minute, that's not right. Right. The other thing I wanted to maybe apologize for, or at least explain Maybe. why was the last episode when I was talking about the family member I was related to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did uh, edit out or, like, manipulate my actual last name. Because I said it on the show, my wife heard me say it, and she just simply asked me if I would not say our last name on the show. You're in trouble. It's not like it's hard to find out what my last name is. I think it's on my profile on the forums. It's on the website itself. It's on the website itself. It's yeah, on so. Facebook. But... You know, she says, just could you just not say our last name on the show? Being so, the you know husband what? that you are. Being the husband that I am, and that she's had a lot of tolerance with me doing the yeah. show. But but she didn't ask me not to say it. Uh, that's fine. I, I can say your last y- name. I can say your last name, and I don't think your wife... We're good. I don't think your wife <laughs> wants me saying your last yeah, name Yeah, we're either. good. Yeah, thanks. And my last name is actually more readily available out there than your last name. Yeah, my last name don't need to be available. No, so... I get a lot of hate mail as it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I think that covers all the feedback, the follow-ups, and everything else, and we're about 35 yeah. minutes into this now. All right, good show. Let's end it now. <laughs> now we got a lot more to go. All right, let's keep going. All right, so so what do you want to do next? We want to finish off Knights of the Little Republic? Or? Yeah, we could do that. Sure. All right, so uh, this is going to actually be our first hyperspace review for the simple fact that, which is our retro reviews, yeah. for the simple fact that Knights of the Little Republic's done now. Yeah, it's, so, it kind of ended. So it ended while I was still getting my shit together for this, so... Uh, so let's go ahead into our uh, hyperspace review. Hyperspace review. All right, Chuck. So uh, last time I covered Knights of the Old Republic, we left off at issue number thirty-five. Let's recap. No. <laughs> <laughs> go back to uh, more about Griff than you ever wanted to know. Yeah, and we're, we're continuing from here. And we're continuing from there. All right, issue thirty-five. All right, no, issue thirty-six. We went number up to 36. thirty-five, and there's only fifteen more issues. Uh, it's not like there's off. a lot more, yeah. But there's a lot of writing here. Do you know why I got tell. canceled? Uh, I think the writer, uh, I think his last name was Jackson. Uh, I might be wrong about that. But anyways, he, uh, he, I think he felt like he told the story he wanted to tell. And when you hear the ending of this, you'll kind of agree a little bit that it did wrap up and circle back to stuff that happened way at the beginning of the series. Okay. And he's actually going to start a new series, which I believe so far is being called Errant Knight. And it's a series I think you're really going to like, because I know you like the bad guys. Yes. It's going to be during the golden years of the Sith. So the Sith have now basically taken out... And this is, again, back in the days of the Old Republic, so it's before Clone Wars and all that. Right. But there's going to be a lot of Sith and very few Jedi. Which is good. And I'm sure it's going to focus on one of the remaining Jedis, but you will see a lot of Sith. Good. 
I don't know when that's coming out, but I did see that on the Star Wars website. Okay. That he's going to be doing that. So so he's not going away, which is great because I love his writing. All right, issue 36. All right, issue... Actually, the next story arc is issues 36 through 37, which is called Profit Motive. And it's Profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. So again, like playing on... Right. Instead of Profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, which is what Griff would want. Cache. Right. So, I thought that was an interesting play because nice. there is a little bit of both going on in here. All right, so uh, those issues, they open up to an auction to sell uh, a gas giant in the Ivax Nebula uh, for mining Tabana gas. So, you okay. might remember the Tabana gas mines. Right. Au- the auctioneer states how he could uh, see floating cities now, and Griff, disguised as Professor Griffomarn, yeah. so he's real inventive with his yeah, names of disguising himself, That's awesome. uh, he shows up. And we find out that they are actually auctioning places that they don't have a true claim to and never have and never had been. Property scheme. Right. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Uh, an armored figure and a lightsaber chained to him barges in, uh, as does Jeriel, disguised as a captain. So uh, she says that she just came to a place called Italbus. Uh, again, i got to deal with these fucked up names again. Nice. Uh, which is where the armored being is from. And from where this auction sold the planet without checking it out first. Oh, no. So she says that uh, the beings on the planet were there first and don't like being someone else's property. But who does? You know? Nobody. No, yeah. Unless we, you're a hooker. Right. Well, then you're getting good money for it. These guys weren't right. getting money for it. so Maybe you should pay them. Maybe. So uh, Professor Griff, as he was <laughs> going by, says he'll represent these Italbos since he studies law. Of course he does. Of course. Uh, Jeriel says that that's fine with the being as long as uh, his people get paid. So again, he's, and everybody's just looking at cash in. So they're they are a planet of hookers. <laughs> so uh, the auctioneer is called up by a being known as Nunk, N U N K, yeah, that's an easy uh, who's behind all the auctioning, and he kind of looks like a character that maybe some Star Wars fans would know, which is a character named Ethan Mon. It's kind of a, a lumbering elephant-looking kind of guy. Uh, which is actually... Is that Max Rebo's dad? No. <laughs> Are you sure? He's, uh, he's a Plarvin, and a, a Shevin, the auctioneer is a Shevin, and a, a Shev is a slave to the Shevin. So Nunk's actually the Shevin, and the Shev is the auctioneer, so they're slaves to the Shevin. I don't know, whatever. So Nunk... Drive a Chevy. Right. <laughs> I like Chevys. They're good. They're good cars. Yeah. Um, don't, no, give, don't give me your Ford shit on the forums, okay? Seriously. No. I like Ford, too. I do, too. So, But I had a Chevy Monte Carlo as one of my first cars. Nice. So, very nice, yeah. Nice. Well, first car that I paid for. Okay. So, uh, Nunk is sure that the Professor Griffomarn is Marn Gri- Aerogriff. Aerogriff. <laughs> Big jump there. Yeah. Uh, and knows that it's a scam. Oh. Uh, ousted. That's right. So then uh, uh, we are then in Griff's suite and find out that the armored being is actually Roland. Okay. They are then attacked by a bunch of guys and robots. Just as Griff is about to be pushed out the window into space, Zane arrives to save him. Oh, okay. Jeriel and Roland have already been captured uh, and taken away when he when Zane came in to save Griff. Zane and Griff follow where they're taking them. And Jerry and Roland are strung up in chains in a solar observatory where the sun will incinerate them when it rises. That's not good. No, that's not going to be good. Uh, Roland tells Jerry all that she can use the Force if she focuses to free them. 
Jeriel tries but doesn't believe she can do it. The sun rises and the scene turns bright white. Wow. So, not good. Not enough sun black there. <laughs> no. So then uh, Zane Griff and Slisk, remember Slisk, Slisk yeah. arrive to save Jerry and Roland, only to be told by Nunk that they are too late. Uh, the door to the solar room is opened, and we find that Jerry and Roland actually are alive. Oh, okay. Uh, Roland tells Zane Jerry will need training in the Force from Zane. Uh, we find that after Zane and the rest tell the investors the truth about Italbus, the investors then buy the futures uh, the planet might have from them, and they get rich from the rights to it. So it's just basically, hey, uh, this place is probably going to be very good for you in the future, so we're going to sell you the rights to it. Yeah. So basically, Griff gets money yeah. that he always wanted. He always wanted it. Right. All right, so then going into the next uh, story, which was called Faithful Execution. That's issue number 38. This is kind of a quick one. Uh, the crew are flying in, a, in the Hot Prospect, which was their mining ship. Right. Uh, they come across a ship that was stranded in space. I really like this issue. If you want to read any good s- story from this series, mm-hmm. I recommend issue number 38. This was actually a very good story, and I really love the art in it. Okay. So they come across a ship that's stranded in space. They board it to find everyone dead. A robot attacks them, but before they blast it, a little furry being says to stop that Ko, which is the robot, uh, is just protecting him. The being is named Toki Tolivar, and oh. he's a bim, which is like a little rat-looking guy. Okay. Um, kind of... Like salacious crummish? No, not not that hideous. More, He's got a lot of furry, kind of looks like a fox, maybe. Okay. So similar to that looking. Uh, but, but a real little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of cute looking. Zane reveals they are not there to steal the ship, but to provide help, and that he is a Jedi. Uh, it's believed that Ko killed the crew, but LB reveals that Ko is not programmed to hurt uh, at all. So Ko, the robot, they thought was the one that killed all the crew. Yeah. LB, which is their robot, said, no, that's not possible because he's not programmed for that. We find that Toki is the one who actually killed the crew, even though he is so small because he's a Sith adept. Uh-huh. In the end, Ko, hold, uh, Ko the robot, holds Toki an electrical field in his arms while Roland blasts him. He's dead. Yes. Nice. So uh, even even though Kale couldn't actually hurt Toki because it's not in his programming, he could at least hold him while someone else hurt him. Right. So it was, it was a really good uh, issue. The next story arc is Dueling Ambitions, and this is uh, issues number 39 through 41. So okay. three issues here. Uh, in a racing duel game, there's a champion, Gotar Kleege. <laughs> yeah. Can I get enough names like this? Yeah. After his fourth win, uh, he makes an announcement to the crowd, but uh, the announcement's cut off with a pre-recorded speech that he gave in the past. Uh, Zane shows uh, with his crew. Zane is a huge fan of the duels, and uh, Griff is there for another scam. Of course. Of course. Uh, money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Zane hears that he can win a, a Gotar special swoop. So the swoop bike. Yeah, he's just hustling, man. That's right. He's just hustling. By com- but uh, he can Zane can do uh, win this special swoop by competing in uh, an amateur level and scoring the highest score. It's like a Pillsbury Bake Off. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so he runs to sign up. He probably figures that because he because he has the force a little bit, he probably has a leg up. Yeah. Then we see that Gotar is being forced to race and duel again uh, by those in charge. They actually have his son and is making. 
his son duel if Gotar keeps refusing. Okay. He is told both him and his son will race together in the next open race, and if both win, then they can go free. Cool. Right. <laughs> it's always good. Right. Win and you're free. Yeah, but do you really believe them? No. Not no, not at all. Uh, Zane races himself to win the rights to be in the next race. Uh, we then see Roland left the ship since everyone was taking so long, and he's apprehended since he's a Mandalorian, and he's kind of in the wrong place to be a Mandalorian. Exactly. Uh, since the whole war is going on. Jeriel and Griff come to his rescue and say that Roland is actually a racer dressed as a Mandalorian. Racer X. So he could be like a novelty act. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotar comes and tells Zane it will be his responsibility to keep his son alive, because they're going to be paired up. Zane does keep him alive, and they are able to work together with the rest of the crew to reveal that the actual speech Gotar gave, which stated how the racers were basically slaves. To try to distract the rioting crowds, because they're all pissed off now, uh, they name Roland the winner of the race. This kind of gives them some notoriety out there and everything else. It It doesn't work, however. I mean, Roland's still known as this great champion later on in later issues, but it doesn't stop the riots from happening. Okay. So Gotar is uh, given his freedom, uh, but when he meets Jeriel, he recognizes her marks on her uh, as that of a slaver. Okay. So obviously he don't like being a slave. So uh, we close with a red-skinned humanoid female who comes to the races after everyone's left, and she's hunting down Jeriel. So that's the end of that story arc. The Huntress. Yes. Uh, the next story is called Masks, which is, uh, and not the toy that we were talking about earlier. Not Masks? No, not Masks. 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 Um, so this is issue number 42. Uh, Zane tries to talk to Jeriel about, about being a slaver, but Jeriel tries to avoid it. Malik, I don't know if you remember him from the earlier issues, uh, arrives on planet, and he tells Jeriel that he's there for her. Okay. He's got the hots for her. Yes. So, uh, Zane meets an old friend in town, Pharaoh. Not, not like not the Egypt not pharaohs. The, the pharaoh. No, more like pharaoh. It's almost spelled like the metal. Okay. For, for iron. For iron. Right. Right. Uh, who is one of the Jedi? Okay. Pharaoh's one of the Jedi uh, that Zane actually rescued at Flashpoint. Okay. So going all the way back to those early the early issues. Issues. Yeah. Right. Uh, he says the Jedi have joined the war against the Mandalorians. Pharaoh explains that the Jedi changed their mind to, to help once it was discovered on the planet Cathar. The Jedi went there and found out what happened to the inhabitants because all of a sudden the inhabitants disappeared and yeah. what happened. When their leader found a mask, a mask and picked it up, uh, they experienced a phantom vision that they all shared and showed that the people were driven by the Mandalorians led by Cassus Fett. Ah, so, a little Boba Fett action going on. A little ancestor there for Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, to the, they were all led into the sea by him uh, to die. Nice. Uh, their leader, Jedi, swears that the Mandalorians will be defeated. Uh, so there, and he puts on the mask and declares the Mandy defeat. So swears Reven. And again, if you know Jedi or you know Star Wars background, there's actually a Darth Reven character later on. Nice. So again, Jedi that eventually turns bad is appearing right. in this story, which is why I like this series so much. There's so much references to other Star Wars stuff. So Malik, who eventually becomes Darth Malik, right. and Malik is a Jedi, wants to take Jeriel with him, but Roland becomes violently opposed and strikes Malik. So we're like, all of a sudden he's like, I want you to come with me, and all of a sudden Roland starts beating the shit out of him. Wow. And you're like, why the hell did he get so pissed about that? 
So Malak almost takes Roland out, because Malak's a Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, in anger. But So we're starting to see some anger from Malak. Right. Path to the dark side. That's right. Uh, but Zane and Pharaoh arrive to stop him. Zane protects Jeriel by telling Malak that they are now an item. So oh, okay. They're, Zane says, they're hey, we're out, actually yeah. together. So Back Malak off. leaves, obviously sad. So sadness leads to the dark side also. Nice. Uh, Zane tells Jeriel that together they will take down the slaver group she was with, which is known as the Crucible. Okay. Okay. So now we get into the next story arc, which is The Reaping, uh, which is issues 43 through 44. Uh, We find some slaves being forced to collect thoralide carbonate nanocrystals. Did you say Thor? No, not Thor. We're not getting back into Thor. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, I'm sorry. We should never be in Thor. (laughs) No one should be in Thor. Right. Um, Thor should be in others. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Like the Enchantress. Well, he's in Donald Blake. Should be in the Enchantress. Eh, or Sif. That's really who he should be in. Yeah. Yeah. Or the female Loki. Yeah, that's a little twisted. That's his brother. That's, yeah, that's kind of dark. That's like your brother had a sex change, so now you sleep with him. Nah, that's not going to work. Um, so anyways, they're there. You never know. To get back on track. Uh, back on track. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're being forced to collect these nanocrystals in a dangerous part of space. Uh, Zane and Jeriel break into the ship. They're uh, mining, claiming to be the Crucible. So they're saying, hey, we're the Crucible. We're the Crucible, yeah. Uh, and they're there for money for the slaves uh, sold to them. Uh, they save one slave only to find from him that there are actually 80 total slaves. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. So they work out a plan to steal away all the slaves, only to have the real Crucible show up. <laughs> so, awesome. Which is often the case. Just yeah. If you remember in the past, he said... They they tricked and said that they were actually the Jedi and also next thing and that the Mandalorians are there and they need to abandon and everyone abandoned. They tried to get supplies yeah. and then the real Mandalorian showed up. Kind of never, same thing. Never here. pays to lie. Yeah. Zane and the crew uh, defeat them and rescue the slaves. The captain of that crucible ship is later seen about to uh, be killed by the red humanoid figure that we saw before, but his failure for his failure but is stopped by Magister Protector of the Crucible, who is known by the name Baranjar. 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 Something like that. So we find out that her name is actually Shantique. Shantique leaves to continue her hunt of Jeriel. Okay. It closes on a hospital where a patient is finally waking up, muttering words of Flashpoint Jedi and Must Find. Uh, the nurse calls out saying to call the defense ministry because Demigol is awake. Wow. So you remember Demigol from yeah. all the way back at yeah. the Flashpoint story. So that he was evidently in a hospital uh, and he's muttering these words. So now we get into the story arc Destroyer, which okay. is issues 45 through 46. So we're almost there. We're almost there. And then we can get into some of our more current issues. Exactly. We open to find Chantique uh, as a girl. She is a Zeltron species. She doesn't get along with the other kids at the school, uh, probably because she's red and they're all white. Uh, so we got a race issue or something. One of those. Yeah. Uh, it's always the way. She's Native American and they're Caucasian and they don't like her. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. You offended half of everybody. Well, Native Americans are known as the red people sometimes. So Red skin? Red skin, yeah. yeah. The Whatever. football team, Washington? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, Good uh, In exchange for a shipment to the school, the cap- this Captain Goliard takes Chantique with him to raise. Years later, Goliard comes to Chantique saying the next shipment 
is in the pits, and the pits are full of citizens kidnapped and forced to do battle. So these are a bunch of kidnapped... Gladiators. Yeah, basically. Uh, Zane is one of the new arrivals. Okay. He wins his first fight with no offensive moves. Hmm. He is yanked out of the pit because he refuses to kill the uh, other being in there. And he's put into another uh, pit and forced to fight that guy then. Uh, He battles a long-snouted alien and has to use the force to save himself. Long-snout? Yep. Well, he has a name later, but at this point he didn't have a name. Shantique sees this, sees they use the force. So Zane is then yanked out again by her order, and the snouted alien is brought out also. Uh, Zane tries to talk to him, but is told snout, which is what he's going by, by these people, by these slavers or whatever, doesn't talk anymore. Uh, Later on, Snout approaches Zane and does talk to him. He is able to show Zane, knowing he's a Jedi, by by touching him to show him all that led up to him being there. So he okay. gets like a force glimpse vision, vision yeah. into it. Uh, we find Shantique is the is the cause of him being there. Shantique takes Zane away and reveals she knows who he is. She says that Jeriel's real name is Edessa, E D E S S A, and all Zane believes is a lie and that Jeriel created. Okay. Uh, she says that the name Jeriel means destroyer, hence the name of the destroyer. story arc. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Jeriel, uh, Griff, and the rest couldn't find Zane. Like, they set this whole thing up, but then they lost track of Lanty him. Flair. Right. So we find out from Shantique that she was Jeriel's overseer, and both came from the same school. So Jeriel, remember, was one of the little white kids that were there. Right. Chalk white. And Jeriel had stabbed Shantique in the back. And she said, literally, not like physically. Physically stabbed her in the oh, back. Wow. And shows the scar. And, messed up. and it actually came across that way, like, oh, do you mean figuratively? And yeah. she's like, no, I mean, she literally stabbed me in the knife back. In my back. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Needed stitches. Uh, next, Zane is forced to fight Snout again. Okay. Uh, Zane refuses to fight. He dodges Snout's attacks, but in a struggle, Snout forces Zane to use his Snout's own knife to kill himself. Okay. Uh, he does basically doesn't want to live this way anymore, and he, and he forces Zane to kill him. Uh, Shantique now seeing Zane broken down leaves him on the planet. So it's basically like, look, I know your the rest of your friends are going to be here soon. I've now broken you of what you believe you can control, yeah. and I'm proving to you now that I I control everything. Right. So Jerry will find Zane, but Zane tells her he can't believe what she was involved in, and that she even kept. And that she even kept her name of Jeriel when her real name was Odessa yeah. because it means destroyer. destroyer right. uh, she says Zane doesn't know what uh, she went through and he should know who she is by now. But maybe now, since he doesn't, they should go their own ways. Nice. Uh, she also says that Jeriel was given to her by the slaves and it actually means protector. Okay. So now Zane's like, oh shit, what did I just do? A little better than Destroyer. So, in typical fashion of the last time, I didn't write down a summary of the last four issues. It's okay, you were busy. So we're going to cover that now. You were were ill. But these are the last four issues of the entire series. Okay. Uh, And the last four issues are a story arc called Demon. Okay. So this is issues 47 through 50. And I always like it when a series ends on... A round number. A round number, because it kind of makes me feel like they meant to have it end there. Okay. Not that As it opposed was to it stops at 52. Just being canceled or whatever. Yeah. 
52 is okay if 53 if the it's odd number you're well, okay with no no that? i would say 52 is okay if the story if the book is called 52 which is what some D- dc did a while yeah, back yeah. so that's okay when it lasts 52 issues when okay. it's meant to last 52 issues but when they stop at like 73 yeah that's like yeah. what the hell what the fuck yeah um so anyways uh it opens up and we see actually xr coon Ooh. Again, he's another character is popping up again. Right. A little story about how he killed his master, a Jedi master of Voto Siosk Boss. Say that a few times fast. No, thank you. We find out that uh, now Demog- it kind of gives like I said a little background as far as him killing him and everything else, and this all leads into Demogol going to uh, be go to trial and everything else, and he's being led and he's basically trying to tell them that you know don't call me that and everything else, but. They keep leading him on. And, Don't call me daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and Malik's there. And, you know, Malik's looking pretty dark there at that point. So he's, you can kind of see he's starting to head down that path. So uh, Starting to turn. That's right. So Zane and Griff are walking away with Slisk and LB. All of a sudden, Zane finds out as they're talking that uh, Griff has actually opened a restaurant of several. And if you remember, they were doing that whole... Yeah, yeah, selling uh, food out there. Selling yeah. food and everything else. Well, he found out he's pretty good at it, and he makes a lot of money from it. So he opened so. up a restaurant with a big statue of him and Slisk in the front. Is it McGriff's? No, it's not McGriff's. Don't sue me, McDonald's. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so anyways... I love you guys. We find out all that's going on. Well, all of a sudden, uh, they said, well, this will be... Zane tells that uh, Griff that... Actually, Roland left with J- Jerio. Well, all of a sudden, Elby perks up and says, uh, that wasn't Roland. And he's like, they're like, what? Yeah, who was it? Yeah, it was. They're like, that's the guy that broke your hand. And if you remember uh, when they first met Roland, they had, uh, Roland tried to steal her ship away, and Elby reached up and grabbed the, the landing platform. Yeah. Well, it was closed up on his hand, and it broke his hand. And he's like, that's not the Mandalorian that broke my hand, Roland, the wow. one that left yeah. with Jeriel. So they're like, who was it? Yeah, who was it? And everything. Like, how do you know this? And he's like, look, I might not. He says, I'm a loader droid. I might not know much about looks, but I know weight. Yeah. And that guy didn't weigh the same as the guy that broke my hand. Nice. So that was kind of a neat way of revealing it. Yeah. So they're like, well, who the hell and what the hell happened? Then they realize that, you know what? When that whole Flashpoint thing happened, that may have been Demogol that then took... Roland's armor, and Roland might be the one that's in Demogol's armor, who's now going to trial. So they actually go... They wait now to reveal that? Yeah. What the fuck? So, 47th issue, going all the way back to the end. This is why I actually love this series, because they had that set up issues ago. And in this case, it would have been years ago. Years ago, yeah. So... I love wow. a, I love a comic that like look we're setting little seeds now yeah. that we're gonna use later. Wow! So that's a pretty awesome reveal. They're like, holy crap, what have we done? And then they realize, you know, we haven't seen Roland out of his armor to know what he looks to know what he yeah. looked like. To well, since that whole episode happened, so they're like, you know, and that, now we're starting to realize why he's been acting so irrational about stuff and everything. Yeah, it all makes sense now. Right? Exactly. So. We then go in on uh, Roland with Jeriel, well, pseudo-Roland, who's actually Demogol, and they're talking about, uh, Jeriel says, I guess I won't be bringing the Crucible down after all, I don't suppose, uh, or I don't know what I'm supposed to do with myself, and Roland says, I do, I can fix the past, Jeriel, and you can do uh, what you were born to do, Uh, I have an adventure in mind, and I've already rented the ship. 
Nice. Then we see Malik is trying to get Demigol to, or fake Demigol, yeah. to uh, admit all he's done. And he's like, he keeps saying, I've already told you already, don't call me that. Well, then we actually have, you know, he's basically beating the crap out of him. So then he says, well, you're going to stand trial. So then they take uh, Demigol to a ship to be transported. Well, here we find out that the guards that are transporting them are actually Griff and Zane. Nice. And they basically confirm then that Roland, uh, that Demigol is actually Roland. Roland, right. And that the real Demigol is with Jeriel. Uh-oh. So then we go back to the Roland Demigol person with, uh, with Jeriel, and she's like wondering how he uh, knows so much about her. He finally reveals that uh who he is and he says uh she says do i know you and he says indeed the face may be old but i am surely antos wirik master of the osadia school so if you remember that's where shantique was from and all that uh i failed to protect you then but i'm going to make things right and i have found you at last and now we will find the others so all the other children that were at osadia so issue 48 uh, she's so happy to see him and everything else, and she's like, you know, we actually find out the history of Demigol uh, through this whole thing. We find out what a warp sob he really became. Nice, but of course, Jerry only knows the good, the good right side of him. But you know, we we find out this whole history, and we see the Mandalorians, his involvement with the Mandalorians, how he was kind of like a scientist for them, and he was supposed to be. He basically took Master Arca who goes back to the characters of Exar Kun and Ulick Keldroma. Like, he was their master at one okay. point. Or a master. He was a master of Ulick Keldroma, and he knew Exar Kun. They took his genes and wanted to make more to battle the Jedi. Start cloning so them. So started cloning them, thinking yeah. they could get Jedis, but it wasn't working that way. And this is all stuff that Roland basically tells Zane and Griff about. And they're like, well, shit, we got to get her away from him. And then he also discloses exactly how Demigol got his suit and uh, of armor and all that type of stuff. And if you remember, right, going all the way back to those issues, he was uh, when they were asking, why is Demigol so weary? He's like, Roland, quote unquote, yeah. Roland was like, I had to knock him up a little bit again. Yeah, and they've kept him up. Yeah. yeah. So basically, he kept was still recovering sedated, from yeah. that. Exactly. He kept him sedated for a while. <clears throat> so they're after. After them, well, we find out now that Demigol is actually on uh, Osadia with Jeriel, and they're going to storm this little complex there to rescue the rest of the students. Jeriel thinks he's doing it because he wants to be nice, helpful. helpful. He wants to do it to get his experiments back. She doesn't know that yet. We then see in the last pages that there was a... On the very last page, we see that actually... They might be too late because Jeriel has been handed by Demigol the twin blade of Exar Kun. Nice. And basically it's a Sith artifact at this point. Yeah. And it could turn her to the dark side. Darth Mole lightsaber. That's right. Well, Exar Kun had it first, remember. Whatever. So, um, so they're, they're rushing. They, kind of, they contact a captain, this admiral that they knew before. Uh, and explain, look, we need to go to this planet. Can you give us safe passage? He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take you there. Then we see Jeriel breaks into the complex, kills a bunch of guys, takes them all out. And then Demigol breaks in and he starts beating up on this one guy saying, you know, 
where you, know, you stole my children, where are they? Again, he really wants them because they're his experiments. Yeah, playing it up, yeah. Right. They start, you know, like I said, busting into everything, and we actually have Zane and Griff are on their way. Uh, like I said, Jeriel breaks into the actual base and sees some of the experiment stuff that was laying there, and just as she's kind of understanding what's going on, yeah, all of a sudden, figure it out, yeah. Chantique shows up. She basically says, I know I left the school a little early, but as you can see, I've learned some things since then. That would have been a cool comic pack of figures with those two chicks. Oh, yeah. That would have been awesome. Well, I know that they are going to come out with a Jeriel figure and a Roland figure, which is okay. pretty awesome. But, yeah, I'd like to see Chantique and Jeriel. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, so, two-pack. That would be, be yeah. cool. So then we get into issue 50, which is uh, titled on the front, The Final Battle. And, again, okay. this is Demons Part 4 of 4. Basically, we have Roland... Uh, flying Zane into into battle, mm-hmm. and at this point, what happened in a couple of the earlier issues is Zane started to realize his touch with the Force is to keep balance. So every time Zane has something good happen for him, something equal balances out, yeah. and something bad happens for him. So this is why, like, they do one thing and it's working for them, but then something bad would happen in contrast. Right. So he's actually realizing, you know, now that I know that, I might be able to use that. Uh, for my own benefit. So we see that uh, Jeriel is actually about to take out Chantique, but Zane busts in and stops her, but then he starts in a battle with Chantique. Roland shows up, and he's facing Demigol now, and he's he's basically saying, you know, you're mine. Get over here. Exactly. <laughs> wow. But then uh, Demigol actually realizes in the heat of the battle that he was able to force push away Roland. So now we find out that that uh, Jeriel wasn't the one that actually saved them when they were going to be incinerated using the Force. It was actually Demigol that had the Force power, and at the last moment, Used it his will that. saved them. But he didn't know that. Okay, He thought Jeriel did it, which is why he gave her the lightsaber. Jeriel actually has no Force abilities. Nice. Like he thought, because again, that's what he bred her yeah. for. So he actually finds out that he has some Force abilities. So we get back to uh, Chantique, and she's fighting, you know, Zane and all that. She actually gets a hold of Exar Kun's lightsaber. Right before she's about to get the upper hand, Demigol shows up and stabs her in the back. So she's been stabbed in the back twice, twice now. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you know, she's not killed, but, you know, she finds out that Demigol was, is actually her father. Oh, so, Shocker. Uh, they're both red f- characters, so yeah. it should make sense. So, this is when it's revealed that Jeriel actually didn't have any force powers. Roland shows up after getting the snot kicked out of him. Of course. Chantique is pissed at Demigol. She goes to attack him, but he now knows that he can use the force, and he force calls Exar Kun's lightsaber. But he didn't realize he called Exar Kun's lightsaber. He thought he called over Zane's lightsaber. So when he ignites it to kill Chantique, it actually, the other end of the blade comes into himself. Oh. So it kills Jer- or it kills Chantique, but it also kills himself. So that's kind of how that ends. So at the very end, uh, Jeriel is actually reunited with her actual mother and father. Oh, okay. A little happy ending there. Yeah, a little, little happy ending. Not... not the type of happy ending you want, but no, no. <laughs> from Jerio no, maybe, not at but all, no, she's kind of hot for a white chick. So <laughs> kind of hot for a white chick for a chalk white chick. 
<laughs> She's chalk white. Ryan's got jungle fever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So anyways, uh, this whole thing happens. She's matched up with her parents, which is kind of where some of her genes came from. So she's got a family now. That's good. Uh, we see Griff has a very successful bar and restaurant with Slisk. And Zane shows up there. He finds out that Jeriel's actually waiting for him. And she's all dressed nice and... They actually uh, realized that uh, it's their anniversary of oh, them okay. meeting. Uh, so they actually dance, they kiss. Basically. So Griff owns a cantina? Yeah. Nice. But a very nice upscale one. Oh. And uh, Zane and Jeriel are going to live happily ever after. And it basically, the series ends with the words, another beginning. So if you remember when uh, Lucian, the whole thing concluded with Lucian, it said yeah. uh, a new beginning. New beginning, yeah. This is another beginning. Oh, okay. And again, the series isn't going to continue, but that's a nice little ending. You know, Griff's, yeah, it's nice wrapped it up. Griff's making money. Put a bow on it. Slisk is a, a chef and a server. He kind of is happy about that. He's making some He's money. Making some loot. Demogal's dead, and uh, Roland's going to head back to the Mandalorians, actually. Okay. Well, he's going to actually go live on the Outer Rims. He decides he, he can't return and he, you know, all that. And uh, Zane and Jerry are a couple now. Nice. So that's all of Knights of the Old Republic. Awesome series. If You think they're going to make it in trade? Oh, it's already started in trade. Okay, all right. There's already a few trades out there. I highly recommend it. Again, yeah, pick it up in trade. Look how amazing it was that stuff we talked about in that last episode we did. It was in the first couple of issues, yeah. Right, and they tied it all up in the nice, end. yeah. I mean, it's it just me awesome. Away. So... All right, so that was our hyperspace review. Okay. Didn't last as long as I thought it was going to last. No, I should get through that pretty quickly. So that's good. Speaking of Star Wars, and while we're on the topic here, let's just uh, go through these and see what we got here. All right, yeah, might as well go. uh, And what Chuck's referring to is our toys from the uh, McDonald's. Happy Meals. Happy Meals. Yeah. They can't see what you're handing to me, so. Well, (laughs) we need need seal vision. Right. So some of these, uh, well, all of them are very cool. Uh, yeah, four are actually characters, and four are actually vehicles. So uh, we have here uh, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, 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 <laughs> Darth Vader, Yoda, and R two D two. Yeah. Huh. Two of my top two characters are here. Yeah, and Darth Vader. Right. Who was also in my top ten. <laughs> They're pretty cool. Uh, I'm trying to open up R2-D2 here. Yeah, I think they open. They open up. So they're kind of like, I guess, what? oh, they're like, this. he looks like he's a little bank or something. You could put little coins in the front of him. Oh, nice. And uh, he's also a keychain. Keychain, yeah. So you can keep, he's kind of like a change-keeping keychain. Yeah. Can't really say that too many times fast either. Change-keeping (laughs) keychain. That's right. Oh, you remember, what were those key key cars? Oh, yeah. They shot out. The vehicle ones that we got, you want to tell what the vehicles are? We got the X-Wing. We have a gunship from the uh, Clone Wars. We have the Jedi Starfighter. And we have the Millennium Falcon. So uh, if you guys remember, maybe when you were kids, and I'm sure they still make these, but there used to be like little Hot Wheels cars that you could stick a key into the back of them, and then you'd squeeze the key, and they would shoot out from the key because they would be spring-loaded. Yeah, it kind of looks like what these are. That's kind of what these are, yeah. So you kind of squeeze the key, and sure enough, they shoot right off of there. If you, you can actually make them fly. A little yeah, bit. they got little wheels on the bottom. They roll yeah, too, little yeah. little wheels so they can float. On the look like they float on whatever you're, they're wheeling on. That's pretty awesome. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I key cars. I had a couple of these. Yeah, I had a lot of those, and I loved them. They were some of my favorites. You so. Remember the bumpers on them were all yep. rubber, so they wouldn't scratch up your yeah. mom's appliances. So it looks like uh, Anakin is not a bank like R two D two was. I know what Darth Vader is because my son actually has that one. Okay. 
What is Darth Vader? He wouldn't let me keep it, which kind of upset me, but it made me proud at the same time. Right, yeah. Anytime your kid is interested in the stuff that you were interested in as a kid. Oh, it looks like they come with with tattoos. Oh, yeah, okay. I do remember they came with tattoos. Nice. Um, It's a Vader tat. Anakin's having a hard time opening up here. I don't know if you want to try that one. But, uh, uh... It's just a little... Yeah, just a little storage, storage container. container, yeah, for Vader. Again, R2-D2 ends up being the best one out of there. With a little tatty. Because he can actually put coins into him like a bank. Uh, if you want to save your money and not blow it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other issue. That's a whole other issue. Yoda. And we got Yoda here. Yoda and, tatty. Uh, the only thing I don't like with the Clone Wars Yoda that they do so many times, and it looks like they did it here too. Bug eyes. He's got the bug eyes. Yeah. And he doesn't need to have bug eyes. Well, everybody needs bug eyes. But <laughs> it's the bug eye chick. The bug eye chick. He's... Stop staring at me with those bug eyes. What movie is that from? Oh, God, I don't know. Janine, would you stop staring at me? Oh, Ghostbusters. Yes. I didn't want to throw the name in there and see if you just knew the quote, but... Yeah, Ghostbusters. Janine, yeah, stop staring at me with those bug eyes. Uh, Janine, no, sorry about the bug eyes comments sorry there. About the bug eyes thing. <laughs> yeah, they're all little uh, storage containers, the and, figures. Yeah, and they all come with tattoos, temporary tattoos. Uh, they're well, not. They're maybe, not sending you needles and a uh, ink kit. Ink so. gun, yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> That's the adult version. So yeah, pretty cool toys. Yeah. Uh, Have we'll, fun. Throw these on your wife's backside. There you go. <laughs> While she's sleeping, I'll, I'll she throw them on your wife's backside. Oh. Ah. Hi yo. Hey. So yeah, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, thank, thanks again. Thank you, uh, Wolfman Z, and. We'll display them here in the studio. Uh, Chuck, you're certainly welcome to take them home until the studio's kind of put together. Uh, if I take them home, my kids might end up playing uh, destroyed. But if you leave them here, I'm probably going to play with them. So. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Enjoy. I won't destroy them like your kids would. I, of course. I have too much respect for... Star my, Wars? For, well, for Star Wars, or just stuff in general, especially when, you know, somebody else's stuff, so... Oh, they're ours. Okay, whatever. So, I still view them as yours, but, you know. <laughs> they're ours. <laughs> So, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool. Uh, so, uh, now, why don't we go into our uh, From Springfield to Tatooine. Springfield. Jeez, oh, man. I should be Reset drink- it. I yeah. should be drinking. From Springfield to Tatooine. Yeah, let's go into our Springfield to Tatooine section where we're going to cover 14 issues of stuff just to get us caught up on stuff. I don't think it's that many, but we'll count. I counted them. All right. It could be <laughs> um, but we're not going to go into as much detail as we did on the hyperspace review. Sure. We're just going to kind of give you the gist of what happened in them. Give you the gist. And what we liked about them, what we didn't like about them. So uh, let's go into uh, From Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield and we're back. All right. Uh, so, Chuck, you're going to cover the uh, G.I. Joe issues. I mean, we'll both talk about them, but yeah, you're going to cover the G.I. Joe yeah. ones, and I'll cover the Transformer ones. Let's start with Origins first. We got two of those, actually. We got Origins number 11 and Origins number 12. Okay. And um, uh, you want to go also just mention briefly the writer and the artist? No, we're good. No. <laughs> do you want me to? Yeah, just the writer and the artist. This way we get okay, familiar the writer, with who's good uh, and who's bad. Issue number 11, the right. beachhead issue. Right. Writer is J.T. Krull. Okay. K-R-U-L. Mm-hmm. And the art is Klaus okay. Sherwinski. Okay. Okay. And yeah, we try our best, you know. Right, sorry if I mispronounce it. That's fine. Uh, what we look at here, and we're looking at Guatemala, and it pans onto a soldier laying on a beachfront. Soldier wakes up in the hospital... The nurses are all speaking Spanish, Right. I'm assuming, so he doesn't understand what's going on. He's kind of freaking out. He wakes up. Uh, he's got a little flashback, and the doctors sedate him again. He comes to, and he's talking to a gentleman, a Spanish gentleman, 
Uh, he says, you're safe. He goes, who are you? He goes, I'm a doctor. He goes, I don't know what happened to me. I can't remember my name. And he goes, I don't know either, but you were wearing this blood-stained United States Army, you know, coat. Right. He goes, oh, my uniform, my digs. So, and he has a flashback about going into the jungle with his crew here. And I actually like that big page of him and his crew. Yeah, he was an Army Ranger. Yeah, some of some of the some of the arts like hit or miss in this one, but uh, I really like that image yeah. there. That was a really good one. That's pretty good. So he remembers himself and he remembers, you know, going through the jungle and hiking through the, you know, jungle with his crew and meeting these villagers and they were helping him out and they were looking for drug guys. And the villagers, uh, there's a panel here where the villagers' brothers and stuff like that, well, I'm going to tell the drug lord boss, he, you know, keeps us safe and everything like that. And he goes, you can't tell him these guys are nice. So he goes, um, well, their, their mission's kind of over and they're leaving. He goes, well, I can't really leave because I know what's going to happen to these villagers. Once the drug lord finds out we were here and they hit, they hit us, they're going to kill him. So he goes, well, I want you guys to go up and meet up to the copter, and I'll be up there as soon as I can to hold it for me. But if I'm not there, you know, take off. And they go like, well, what are you going to go do? He's going to go embrace the suck. That's right. And that's where we got the, the title for our last episode. Yeah, so we're so, going to embrace the suck. That's right. So then he, uh, the army ranger goes off and he starts picking off these... Uh, Drug lord cartel guys, and, and he, he's awesome just a scene. badass. Yeah, he I mean, just starts shooting them all one by one, taking them out, left taking and right. them out, throwing grenades, everything. And he runs. They're shooting back. They're too. shooting back. Yeah, and he <laughs> runs to the edge of a cliff where he comes to a clearing, and I, it's a. Well, I was gonna say one thing is too is that he knows he's not gonna beat them all. Right. Like there's a lot of them, so he was just trying just to take, take as out many as he can. as he could, and then he was just gonna make a run for it. Right. And then he comes to a clearing, and it's like a, a cliff. Where there's like water underneath, and, and he gets shot from the back, and he falls into the water, and that's what he remembers. And the doctor is talking to him. He goes, uh, "Do you, you remember anything?" He's like, nah, "I remember nothing." He goes, "The look on your face says it all." He goes, "I'm not really a you know doctor here. I'm you know." Oh, isn't he Duke? Yeah, he's GHA. Yeah. <laughs> so he ends up. Being I didn't know Duke. you were waiting on me to say. I'm waiting on you. To, Who is he? Yeah. So he ends up being Duke, and he uh, Duke. He's like. Um, He's like, well, you can call me Duke. He's like, what is this, some kind of interrogation? He goes, no, no, it's not an interrogation. You're being recruited. He's like, recruited for what? He goes, we're going to recruit you to a special uh, forces here. It's a one-time offer. You're in or you're out. Which we're is, not going to make it again. Which is very reminiscent of the G.I. Joe series when uh, when that first started and Duke was recruited by General Hawk. Right. And he was kind of told, you're only getting one offer at this. Yeah, you're, you're in or you're out. Right. So he decides, you know, hey, you know, I'll take it. I'm, I'm going to be in. And so they panel off to a plane jumping out, and uh, see some other G.I. Joe members in here. We see Stalker, Snake Eyes, Duke, and he's, like, talking to Duke, and he goes, uh, Hey, Duke, I want to talk to you about my code name you gave me here. He goes, uh, I was thinking about maybe I could change it to, like, Night Ranger or Wolfman. He goes, Sister Christian. Yeah, Night Ranger. <laughs> Night Ranger. He's like, uh, why do you want to change it? He goes, ah, I really don't like the name you gave me here. He's like, what? that's what the nurses came up with you, and that's what they called you when you were in your little coma here. And he goes, fine, whatever. He goes, just call me Beachhead. Yeah, and that's, that is an awesome issue. Then he jumps out of the plane, and he's yelling, yo, Joe, and he puts the uh, Beachhead mask, mask on. Mask on for the first and time. And then you see, you know, Scarlet, Duke, Stalker, and Snake Eyes yeah. all jump out of the plane. They're all parachuting out. And the thing I really liked with that issue, um, well, I love the cover, because it's like, yeah, it's, him, it's him laying on the beach, and there's a question mark in blood that's around him, and it kind of ties into what the issue is about, which yeah. is he doesn't know who he is. Yeah, exactly. And the thing I love about it almost also gives the explanation not only of what his name, where his name came from, a beachhead because they found him on the beach and yeah. all that type of stuff, but his face was messed up and he was wearing bandages and everything else. Yeah, but he's not like a snake eyes where he's like right. ludicrously 
disfigured or nothing. Right, but it makes sense now, yeah. kind of, that he wears that full mask and, and everything. So it, I just, it was a good issue. It was a great story. The art, again, was kind of hit or miss. Most of the time, it was really good. Yeah, it was a little bit better than the next issue we're going to Oh, the next, uh, <laughs> uh, next issue. The next issue is G.I. Joe Origins number 12. It's the, the Baroness. Uh, writer is Mark uh, Entronoco. Sure. I'm sorry. And art is uh, Ben Templesmith. Okay, so... And ben, you suck. Ben, try again. <laughs> this is bad. This is real bad. Well, here's the thing. If I was reading... If I was seeing this art in something like a dark horror story, it might not be so bad. It's bad. But for a G.I. Joe story... Yeah, Ben, dude. It's not good. Wow. Yeah, not at all. So... Uh, pretty much everybody kind of knows the story of the Baroness if you're following G.I. Joe. If not, we'll recap it here. Basically, we pan on the Baroness. She's already the Baroness here. And she's in a hotel room, and then she gets on an airplane, and uh, the guy comes over and goes, uh, Oh, you're you're her. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just... And she kind of, like, reaches out a knife and, like, stabs it underneath his neck. And, like, you know, you really... Are you going to be here? Yes, ma'am. I, I don't mean, like, then leave me alone. She doesn't really bother. Then, then we go back. You want me to leave you alone? No. Oh, okay. Then we go back to the beginning, how she became the Baroness. And she's a, a rich little girl, Anastasia, at her parents' house. Her parents are probably royalty. Yep. So, and then her father's kind of setting her up with this uh, guy he wants to introduce and eventually marry off. Sure. Which is how it's done back then. And her being the little snotty little rich kid doesn't want to do it and rebels. Well, uh, snotty rich kid, but also I think she's just independent. Yeah, so she, she doesn't want to do what her exactly. parents are telling her to do. Right. So she ends up running away from home. She gets involved with the political crowd at right. school and the you know the hippie movement and stuff like that. So she ends up talking to this one guy, and they end up being a boyfriend girlfriend. And there's a little romantic scene here, which is nice. And he's an older man. He's an older guy. Yeah, rocking a cradle and, here. And she's a, probably still a teen. Exactly. So, and we so, don't know if she's legal. Whatever. It's all good. <laughs> but it's another country, so it might be okay. It's all good in the hood. Right. <laughs> okay. Then uh, she she comes off, uh, again, we pan to the new uh, time and day here, where she is a, a grown woman, and she's on a train, and uh, do you need anything else, madam? Uh, no, thank you, that'll be on. She takes off her disguise. Uh, I'm sorry, not a train, a hotel room. She's in her disguise, and she takes off her disguise, and, and she's the Baroness, in the full black Baroness with the Cobra gear on. And then she shoots a zipline over to another room. And goes through the other, and goes through, and uh, two cops are there, and they're like, oh, oh, good God, what the hell is this? This is a restricted you can't be here. And she just shoots him. Which, that was awesome. Without him saying anything, you know, amateurs. I like that. Then she takes the guy's key card, and we pan off to, um, back to when she was a child. Right. And then she comes back home, and the, the housekeepers and stuff see her here. Then she goes back uh, to her mom and dad, and she gives them what for, you know, and tells them that she's not going to be here. And then they have a fight with that, and she gets a couple things from her house, and they're like the guy is that she's messing around with. It's like, is it done? She's like, yes, then do it. He goes, what are you waiting for? And her father's like raising a toast to his dinner party, and she pushes a button and blows his house up. Yep. So she kills. So her evidently, parents. her parents were a target. Yeah. That she's been assigned a to a political target. Right? Yes. And uh, the guy tells her, he goes, it gets easier, snowflake. He calls her snowflake. Oh. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, it was often quite pleasant. So then we pan back to the new time where she's really the Baroness, and she get another cop there. Hold on, right there, and he, he kills her. Then she uses the dead hand to put on the um, ID reader so she can get into another area here. And she goes through and kills a couple more guys, a couple more security guys. And this is kind of like a prison, isn't it? Right. She's looking for Umberto. Yeah. Which is the guy. Which is the guy. Right. right. So she breaks into a prison. Right. To find him. To find him. And, so and goes, for a while there, it 
it it seems like she wa- she's going there. She wants to rescue to him. rescue him, right? Right. But when we get there, it's actually not really a rescue. He thinks it might be a rescue. Oh, you still love me after all these years. And she goes, well, don't you love me? He goes, well, not really. And you see a sniper. She gets to him, and the red light's on his forehead. Yep. And she just blows him away. It's yep. her time to go. And the last two panels I really like because you see her eyes. Yeah. And they're not her whole face in the glasses. And the next panel, there's blood splattering. Blood on splattering on her. Yeah. As I said, there's, there's moments maybe where the art's kind of... Good, but overall the art was kind of bad. Now the thing it was I, lacking. Yeah, now it was the, lacking. The thing I think I told you about that issue that I really didn't like was they he drew her as a little girl, and then when he would draw her as an adult, she still looked like the little girl. Right. Like it looked like she wasn't an adult. And I don't know if he maybe did that on purpose to show the relation to when she was a little girl. I don't know. Okay, that's basically. Yeah, that's basically G.I. Joe Origins. But yeah, not not a real fan of that one. So we're up to that. Now we're going to take on the uh, next series, the G.I. Joe Ongoing series. We'll cover issues 14 and 15. So we left off. Issue 14. Which uh, has we, the uh, hard master on the cover and snake eyes and yeah, stuff. So. Or did the alternate cover with snake eyes. With just snake eyes. Yeah. So, uh, so we see the, the uh, writer and artist on this? Oh, really again? Chuck Dixon and Robert Aik- okay. Aikens. Okay. Okay. They're here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What actually is happening here? We see the Hard Master. He's on top of the rooftops in New York. Because remember, Snake Eyes went back to New York to right. get some more training from the Hard Master. Right. And he's uh, shooting arrows. I really don't like that name for him. Hard it's better than a Soft Master. <laughs> I understand that, but. Uh... So anyway, he starts shooting arrows at Snake Eyes and he shoots three at a time. And he, he catches them like in one hand and like in between two fingers, in between the other two fingers. Right. So, which is like really freaking cool, and it, they block his face out again because you're not supposed to see Snake right. as his face. Because and, and he's behind a sheet, so he doesn't even know where the arrows are where coming, coming from. from. Right. So, right. And then we pan off. Uh, he says, "You know, good job." He goes, uh, "But I got some holes in my sheets that kind of suck." Then we're back at the pit, and uh, we see uh, Scarlet Duke, and we see our first appearance here, Bazooka. They're all talking about maybe brainstorming and seeing what's going on with that doctor who was kidnapped right. by Cobra. So they and Bazooka's wearing his traditional, uh, was it? Red 14 jersey. 14 jersey, yeah. yeah. So this way you know it's Bazooka. Yeah, he looks like the uh, action figure in the uh, cartoon. Cartoon, yeah. So, so uh, you going in this time, Bazooka? It's talking to Ace, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go in. He goes, hey, man, you look like Duran Duran. He's like, I don't get to go out in civilian life many times, so this is what I have. He's right. wearing like a members-only jacket. Right. Well, and here's He's the, like the last member. Here's the thing. As you may have been able to pick up in past episodes, I'm not, I was never a big fan of Bazooka. However, these issues have made me like Bazooka because instead of making him a bumbling idiot, he's just kind of a time-displaced guy where he's a good soldier, he's a good fighter, he's, he deserves to be on G.I. Joe, but he just, he's stuck in the 80s as far as yeah. who he is. Which is kind of like us. Right. Well, and it's also better that way than him being the bumbling buffoon that's carrying a bazooka. Yeah. Because, really, how'd you get into the G.I. Joe, then? Yeah. At least this guy's qualified. He's, he seems like he's qualified to be in there, yeah. He's sure. just stuck in the 80s, like you said, like us. Right. So. <laughs> and then we pan back to, we see uh, the Hardmaster and Snake Eyes. He's actually stocking some cans, and he's uh, trying to test Snake Eyes' skill. So he throws a couple of cans at him, and he kind of catches the cans. And then we pan back to uh, the three Joes here, and they're driving a brand new, you know, Cobra Mustang, which is mm-hmm. pretty sweet-ass. Which is kind of funny, too, that they're, they're driving, driving a, a cobra. cobra. Yeah, that's why I, got, I picked up on that. I picked up on that. And then uh, Duke and Scarlet are like, yeah, um, the doctor, was he's supposed to be here. We're going to warn him. There's a pendant kidnapping on him or something like that. And Bazooka's like, yeah, I'll stay in the car and I'll watch out for you guys. 
So he's like, uh, Bazooka radios in that he sees some uh, weirdos coming, uh, four figures with animal faces, all dressed in black, and they're armed to the teeth. Meanwhile, you see Duke and Scarlet. Like a peacock and a mouse? Well, no, they're like a a pig, a wolf, a chicken head, and maybe like a fox or something. I don't know. Nothing more threatening than a chicken head. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe it's a bird of some sort. I don't don't know. know. But the the Joes, Duke and Scarlet, go in to warn the good doctor here that people are coming up. And uh, Bazooka sees the guys, and he sees that they're armed. So he goes, hey, 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 let's see some hands here, people. And then they start opening fire on him. And they, they start shooting at him through the car, and he's like, he's like the, he goes, he's yelling at the, because he's got a radio on, the, the marks are armed, taking fire here, they're moving toward our 20. And then we pan back to Manhattan, where Duke and, uh, not Duke, but uh, Snake, Snake Eyes. Eyes and the Hard Master. And Snake Eyes, this guy comes up to him and goes, uh, these slices aren't really thin enough for my sandwiches, these are slabs, not, I said thin slices. And he's looking at him, he's like, hello? Ah, forget it, because Snake Eyes can't talk. Right. But he doesn't realize that. And then we see a guy come in, and he's all being all... Uh, you know, hardcore to his girlfriend or whatever, and he's all pushing her around or whatever. So I said, that's enough, shut up. He goes, yeah, get out of here and step back. And he pushes Snake Eyes aside. He goes, girl, you're going to listen to me. And the hard master's like, you taking a break? Because he took his apron off and he's going to go outside and try to handle busy. He thinks the guy's going to slap right. him all around. And we pan back to uh, Bazooka and he starts shooting at the other guy. And there's the uh, fox guy here. He starts shooting back. Which seems to be the leader. Right. And it looks like Bazooka takes a couple, like, three shots to the chest. Right. Hopefully he's wearing Kevlar. We hope. So, we see Snake Eyes, not Snake Eyes, but Scarlet and Duke, and they're trying to get the doctor out of there. And they see the other three figures here. He's like, uh, get out of here. You know, we, we see the guys here, and Duke punches the pig face dude. And He's, who is this doctor that they're going for? Just to kind of give maybe a brief idea of who he is. Oh. Uh, you know, not his name. name. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, like, what is It's, it's why a doctor, are, why it's are a doctor that Cobra's trying to kidnap for the mass device to right. prove that everything can work out. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Orzmana. Okay. Orz- Orzma. I just thought it'd be good to know why they're going after this doctor. Because Cobra's trying to kidnap him to make their mass device work because Destro can't get the yeah. calculation. He's right. like some master physicist or yeah, something like that. Yeah, quantum physics or something. Quantum physics, yeah. so. Uh, Duke finally takes out the pig face guy and then the uh, chicken and the mouse. He's got, you know, keep your hands up right here where I can see him. But the, uh, the, the wolf guy is the guy who's uh, the badass. And so campus security comes up and he goes, uh, we need to get these guys out of here. He goes, I quit. He's running out of his car. As campus security should do in sure. that situation. And it doesn't look like Bazooka's wearing Kevlar because he looks like he's bleeding here. He goes, uh... Yeah, a bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'm loaded with this guy. Uh, keep him contained here. And he throws out a couple of smoke bombs. He looks like he blew up the, the ride that they arrived in, the campus security ride. And then we pan back to uh, Manhattan here. And the, the guy and the girl, the girlfriend and boyfriend are arguing. Snake Ass tries to step in. But the girl can really take care of herself, so she kind of flips the guy around. And Snake is like, well, I didn't really interfere. And again, the hard master gives him a lesson. His pride, once again, makes you blind. It distorts what you see. So again, he Snake Eyes, yeah. yeah, Snake Eyes basically was taught a lesson. He he thought he was going to have to help this woman, yeah. and then he finds out that he actually didn't need to help the woman. And exactly, he overstepped, can, he overstepped his, his bounds, bounds yeah. basically. So Scarlet and Duke are trying to get the doctor out of here, but there's some tear gas, and he, the the wolf guy ends up gassing them, and they're all passed down. The wolf guy's there with his uh, gun. So what we have next is he comes in, he's going to start shooting Scarlet and Duke and kidnap the doctor. And then comes Bazooka and blasts him in the back with his gun as he's laying there bleeding. And the wolf guy turns around and blat, done. Yeah, shoots him. Shoots him. Big time. Yeah, and then he kidnaps the doctor because he he goes click, click, click on Scarlet, but he's out of ammunition after Right. 
firing all his rounds at Bazooka. And Duke and Scarlet are, like, are knocked out. Passed out yeah, knockout passed, gas. from knockout gas. So cast. he takes the good doctor here, and he puts him over his shoulder, because he's passed out, too. He radios in. He goes, this is black light. He goes, the package in hand, ready for retrieval in 30. Complications. He goes, ask some unknown agents, do you have any visuals? He goes, affirmative. So they put the uh, marker up in the sky, and a helicopter comes by, and it takes the doctor whisks him away. Right. And so basically, him, he, do you need any you know, help getting away? He's like, negative, I'll make it out on my own. Uh, black light, breaking contact. And basically, he left his other partners, quote-unquote partners, yeah, behind. behind. Then yeah. we pan back to uh, Section Zero, which was the Cobra Antarctic base here, and we see the Baroness here, and she's talking to Destro and Mindbender. He goes, the doctor's coming to join us. He goes, I admire your resources, Baroness. And he goes, well, you better you know get this thing fixed, or you're going to be uh, done with Cobra here, and we're not going right. to need you anymore, and you're pretty much finished here. Right. And uh, Dr. Mindbender stubs up, too. He goes, remember, Doctor, we don't need you either. And I remember when I read this issue, the thing that was just such a shocker was, okay, Bazooka can't be dead now because I actually like Bazooka now. The first issue, yeah. First issue that Bazooka appears in, and I'm like, he can't die? Well, they didn't really show that he's dead. They just showed that he got shot and he's bleeding. So, And we pick up with issue 15 again, Chuck Dixon, Robert Akins, and Duke and Scarlet finally come to and wake up, and they're surrounded by guns, you know. Hands where you can see him on your feet now. And he goes, uh, Duke. And, oh, I uh, thought you were talking to me. I was like... Duke, hands on your feet, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a cops, and they're they're trying to get him. And he goes, Officer, yeah, we're on the same side of you. He goes, I've heard that for years, man. He goes, he goes, uh, he goes hey, were you in the, in the Corps? He goes, well, he's like, yeah, I was like, you know, five years in the Marines. He goes, how'd you know that? He goes, because the way you hold your Glock, it's like a girl. Yeah, Scarlet said that to him, so... So she kicks the gun out of the cop's hand... And then Duke, like, knocks the other guy over with a football tackle, and she runs through it, and she stops because she jumps down the stairs. She goes, oh, no, Bazooka. And she sees him laying here, all shot the hell, yep. dead. Bazooka's goes, dead. Yeah. Which is our title of the show. Right. Well, we haven't gotten to that part yet. Which is, that's his name. <laughs> Something about uh, your operation, son, uh, so you're out of options here. Scarlet goes, I think we're through. She goes, yeah, you're right. So the officers take him in. He goes, you know, hey, we got a card in our back pocket. You guys call that card. Everything will be okay. No ID on him, just this card with a number. He goes, yeah, save yourself the aggravation. They tell him, just call that number. Everything will be explained. Then we see a Night Raven come in, which is the new Night Raven of the uh, ROC version of Cobra. Yeah, I like the way that one looked. That was a, that was sharp. And they drop off a little pot here, and it's got the uh, doctor in like a hyperbolic sleep here. They bring the doctor in. You see a couple of snow vipers here, the Baroness and Destro. Baroness is like, yeah, we brought you here. We need you to fix something for us. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, what do you want me to fix? What's going on? Then we pan back to the cops, and they're questioning Duke. And he's like, I'm not telling you nothing. He goes, I have your number here. He goes, well, I hope it's a number for a lawyer because you guys are in trouble. He goes, call the number. I'll be explained. Like 30 seconds later, he's Sergeant William Weems, which is actually, you know who William Weems is? No. Sergeant William Weems? No. I think it's Wild Bill. Oh, I didn't know it was real meaningless. Yeah, I think it's Will. I think it's Wild Bill. I'll double check that, but I'm pretty sure it's Wild Bill. Because uh, sorry kinda about that, just a, doing my job. Kind of got a dumb name. William Weems. William Weems. Yeah, whatever. Because sorry to hear about all that stuff. Just doing my job, and Duke's like, "Yeah, I understand. No big problem." So they let him out, and Scarlet's chewing this guy, a new asshole. And they they talk to the kids who had the other masks on because they got arrested by the cops too. And Duke's got, giving these guys the monk the third degree. Because hey, hey, we're in, we're college students. We thought we were going to rescue some. Uh, you know, monkeys in a lab or something like that. Right. And then they pan back, and where was the lab at? And then we pan back to Flint, uh, Beachhead, and it looks like Cover Girl. And Flint and, looks badass there. Yeah, I thought it was actually uh, Lieutenant Falcon, but it's actually Flint. looks pretty cool. Yeah. So they, they go into the Y-A-T-T, uh, and it looks like, hey, this is the place has got dust on top of dust here. 
goes, oh, it's a shell. It's not really a, a Cobra base. And he's like, damn it, Cobra's got away. And then you see the Baroness laying like uh, kind of half topless here on a bed, which is a nice... Nice shot, yeah. yeah. Way better art in this one than the, <laughs> than the uh, G.I. Joe Origins. Than the other Baroness one. Exactly. Yeah. And she's talking to the uh, the guy who did the uh, killing of Bazooka here. He goes, uh, Blacklight. They're talking back and forth. He's like, you need anything else now? I'm pretty good. And when I first saw the him say Blacklight, I thought maybe that was his code name or something like that. Yeah. But uh, we still don't know who he really was. Yeah, we don't know. So then uh, Duke and Scarlet go to uh, the doctor's wife's house, tell him about the kidnapping. She's like, well, then I'm really in no danger because if uh, he's there to solve a problem or fix something, he'll just do it because he's that kind of scientist. Right. He goes, oh, you have a, a working teleportation device. Powers that supply that must be enormous. And the Baroness tells him, um, we utilize the Earth's magnosphere as our energy to supply the, the needs here, and that's why we're in sub-zero temperature because it's undetectable because right. of the cold. Right. So, which is good. And they're basically using the Earth's magnetic uh, energy to right. to power it. So, and then Destro gives him the calculations there, and he goes, uh, he "Goes, uh, I, I see, you know, what's going on here. You know, it's easy. I see your problem here. It's right here first. You see it that quickly." Destro says, and he's like, "Yeah, I can see it that quickly. These percentages are off. If you get the mathematical math right, you know, you should be able to do it right." Right. And he just kind of throws it back, and Destro is kind of snubbed at him. And Doctor Mindbender's in the background laughing. Goes, he goes, "Aren't you Doctor Ahmad Sahi?" And he goes, yes, that that's me. You know, if you heard of me, he goes, I probably you've heard of me. Uh, you know, doing this here, and I probably could have looked at Destro's calculations and determined they were off too. He goes, yeah, I doubt they would. You could do that. <laughs> so he basically, goes, this doctor they kidnapped. Doctor he snubs Doctor Mindbender. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, he goes, wasn't it your work that led to the disaster uh, collapse blast a couple of years ago? He goes, you arrogant son of a. And then Baroness <laughs> pulls him away, and he goes, yeah, we got a we got a little smart guy on our hands here, right? So that kind of gets and she Destro basically and makes him together. A- an offer. Offer. Yeah. He goes, well, I don't want to go back to what I was doing. I want to stay here and be a scientist for you guys because I can actually work in unlimited supply of resources and funds. Right. And that has to deal that. with all the bureaucratic exactly. stuff. So. The red tape. So then they, in Zurich, they test the mass device out and it sends them, looks like some Cobra Vipers, which are drawn really well. Yeah. Into a, oh, those a bank vault. Very awesome looking. And they take, you know, the money out of the bank vault and they're blooped back in. Yeah. And it was a success. Yep. They just feel a little woozy uh, afterwards, yeah, and that's about it. A little static electricity and a little touch of nausea, but they're okay, and everything's molecularly structured and sound about the guys. So then Destro's like, oh, sweet Jesus, I can get out of this freaking suit. He's like, Baroness is like, nah, yeah, you're not going to get out of that suit. Yeah. So that was pretty Yeah, cool. it's like, we got other things to do besides fix you. Yeah. So you're going to stay right as you are. Yeah, exactly. And then we go back, to, and we see the G.I. Joes who are uh, all gathered around, and we see um, Stalker, who's actually hanging up Bazooka's... 14 red jersey. Right. And he gives him a little uh, little toast here because he died. He goes, David L. Katzenbach died so that Bazooka could be born, and Bazooka died so his fellow Joes could live. So there's Bazooka's name, and hence why we named this episode uh, Rest in Peace. Yeah. For him. So. so they hang his number 14 jersey up, and it says dismissed. And... That's, Again, just amazing that they would kill off somebody that early that they just two introduced. Books. Two books. Uh, and a pretty well-known character. So. Yeah. All right, so now we're going into uh, G.I. Joe Cobra Volume 2, issues, what, 1 and 2? 1 and 2. You want to take that one? You can do it. I got the Transformers one. So. I haven't read Volume 2. Oh, so... I don't have it. I guess not. I thought I'd let you borrow it. No. no. Okay. So anyways, this is uh, written by Mike Costa and Christos Gage, uh, and the artist is Antonio Fuso. 
So, and I think these are the same guys that did the first GI Joe Cobra. So I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so we got Tomex and Zaymot here. I'm trying to remember everything that happened, but they're just—it's uh, kind of like recapping a little bit of what happened before uh, in the first series. We have a, a general here who is brought in, and he's like talking about some operations and everything else, and uh, to this one guy who I believe is General Hawk. Uh, I believe that's who that's supposed to be. But basically, uh, he's like, you know, you didn't get the okay f- for doing some of these things that you're looking to that you're looking to do. General Hawk's like, well, I got the president's okay with it. Yeah. So basically, he's like, who the hell is this guy that yeah. he's able to get away with doing yeah. this stuff? So they bring this uh, kind of Asian-looking woman in. Yeah. Uh, who, when I first saw her, I thought this was Jinx. Yeah. And Jinx died in, died in the first one. First yeah. one. So I was like, what's going on? She goes, you wanted to see me, sir? Basically, he makes an offer to her. Yeah, to, to join. To join also, much like we've seen many times. Right. She basically agrees, and uh, she wanted to kind of know, like, well, why did you pick me? And I'm, Yeah, what's so special I'm not that me, special. Yeah. And he kind of talks about her ability to infiltrate and assassination techniques that she has a background in. And he says, you have the right look. Little again, yeah, kind of looks like Jinx, so there might be some reason why she actually does infiltrate this whole uh, Cobra security thing. She starts working as kind of an assistant for it's one of the brothers that she kind of works. Uh, she kind of well, she kind of works for both of yeah the brothers um, of Tomax and Zamot. They're told that, you know here's their itinerary. Uh, by the way, we need you to go down and talk to uh, Crocmaster, mm-hmm. and she's like Crocmaster. Who the hell is that? Yeah. Now I know you're not a big fan of Crocmaster, but you had to have liked him in this issue. I, you know what? If he would have drawn a little bit more muscular, he's kind of like weakling looking. Oh, see, I like the fact that he looks all like this scrawny, wiry. Like he looks. But the other car- other cartoons and the other comics when he was drawn. He was way more muscular than right. he to handle a crocodile. But in this case, I don't think he's meant to necessarily handle them. I think he's just so demented that the, he's understood. He them, yeah. He's understood by the crocs. Sure. Um, I get that. I He's just really demented. And he actually ends up liking this woman. Yeah. Because she's not really thrown off by him and, yeah. and everything else. And she is creeped out, but... She doesn't reveal it until a little bit later. She's found in uh, in the bathroom stall, and then it looks like the Baroness shows up and, and says, "So what it looked like to me, yeah, yeah." And she's basically like, you know, get your act together. You're needed and everything else. So she's like, okay. So she goes and meets up with the brothers, and she gets smacked on the ass by one of them. They they kind of like her. Well, at least the one likes her. Um, and again, I can't just off the top of my head. I can't remember which one it was. It was either Tomax or Zaymot. So. They're like, you know, do you have everything prepared for us? She's like, yeah, absolutely. Well, then it's that night, and all of a sudden we see a guard at a station, and he gets stabbed. Uh, we don't know by who. And then we see some, we see a shadowy figure going by this uh, prison area, and all of a sudden some other guards that are playing poker or something get hit with some shurikens. Yeah. All of a sudden she's trying to find somebody, and she gets choked by somebody that's in the prison cell, one of the prison cells. And she says, I'm here on a rescue mission. And she says, you're lucky you didn't lose your arm because all of a sudden he grabbed her and she has the reflexes that she would have just taken his arm out. So he rips her mask off and he says, oh my God, Jinx. And we notice that it's Chuckles. By the shirt. By the shirt. But he's been there a while. He's got a 
nice beard going. Beard going. Like rock and roll. He's pretty dirty. Yeah, he looks a lot like rock and roll. Yeah. But we know it's Chuckles because of the shirt, and he thinks that she's Jinx. And we still don't know who she is Right. by the end of issue number one. So that was issue number one. Issue two. Uh, issue two. Uh, still written by uh, Mike Costa and Christus Gage and artist Antonio Fuso again. We open up and he says, uh, Chuckles says, uh, who are you? And she says, my name is Chameleon. I'm here to rescue you. Yeah. Kind of an interesting name for her. The chameleon. Um, considering that she blends and looks like Jinx and everything else. So she helps him escape. He says, you know, the guards are going to be here any minute. Uh, I need you to leave me here. And she's like, no. He says, no, you don't understand. I've been working this angle for a long time. Yeah. She's like, he's like, how many did you kill? She's like, four. He's like, there's a cr- crazy Sicilian in the next hall who likes to slice up people with razors. Uh, if you let him out, you know, they'll think that he did it and no one's going to believe him. Yeah. So that all, so that's what she does. He says, just give me one week. So she agrees, but he only has one week. Uh, so then she goes and washes up to kind of mask what she's all done. One of, uh, Zaymot shows up. So Zaymot's actually the one who likes her and he showed up in her bathroom. Nice. So he starts, uh, kind of massaging her feet and everything else saying how, you know, glad that she's there with them. So then she shows up at the meeting where we actually have Tomax and Zaymot and they are actually meeting with Crystal Ball. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you remember him or not, yeah, but he's he's a horrible the, figure. Yeah, <laughs> horrible figure, but pretty sweet ass looking there. Yeah. Um, you know who he looks like? Who's that? Charles Manson. Yeah, exactly. Well, considering he's the master of psychological tactics and inquisitor general, yeah, Charles Manson would work well for that. So yes. Um, so he he wants to, you know he gets introduced to uh, chameleon. He says, you're afraid, and she's like, sir, I, he says, not just now, but always, he says that she's afraid. Then a little bit later, we see that uh, a guard comes up and tells uh, Chuckles to be quiet. He actually sticks him, so he actually had a weapon of some type. He comes over and breaks out another, uh, evidently another buddy of his, and they shoot a bunch of guards, and evidently this is somebody that he's been working over by being in the same prison with him. Yeah. So they escape through uh, um, various means, and he actually ends up snapping the guy's neck once they do escape. Yeah, once they get out. So yeah. it's like, well, what's the deal with that? Why, you know, um, he he's you know because the guy says, well, what type of training did you have? And he goes, GI Joe. And he's like, what? And then he snaps the ne- guy's neck. So evidently, he must have gotten out of this guy what he needed somehow. Uh, then later on, we see that he actually blew up the prison, yeah. so he had some stuff set up there for himself. And he comes back and says, it worked, Max. And this guy, Max, says, I knew it. I knew it would work. He says, boiling my own urine. I thought it was a prank. He goes, no, no, just a, some basic chemistry. So basically, he used his own urine to help build these explosives, explosives yeah. and everything else. Um, so they're driving off, and Chameleon is up on a hillside, and she notices the explosion that happened because she was stalking out the prison. And then uh, we close with some visions that she has, sees of Cobra meeting up with Tomax and Zaymot. Well, this looks to be Crimson Guard. Yeah, Crimson Guard, exactly. Yeah. So right. so that's the case with that. All right. Let's save the Transformers for next time. We're yeah. about two hours here. Yeah, exactly. Let's go over our top five lists. Yeah, so let's go. Uh, this is our Battle File segment. Battle Files. All right. So yeah, we'll we'll skip the uh, Transformers issues for next time. Yeah, and, we'll do that uh, next time. We and went the toy- a little long. Yeah, yeah, we went really long, and we'll skip the toy review this time. We'll do Transformers toy review next episode. Next time, uh, which will also have some Super Show coverage. 
Yeah, maybe probably we'll next time. Bonus, yeah, yeah sure. so. Um, all right, so we decided to do our top five female heroes that we like, our yeah. heroines, and our top five favorite uh, female villains. Villains, yeah. Uh, everyone does the guys, so we figured we'd do the chicks. Yeah. So uh, let's start with, uh, you want to start with the heroes or the villains? It's up to you. All right, well, I always start with the heroes. So. Well, we can go heroes. <laughs> no, let's go villains. Let's go villains. Okay. Okay, so you're number five. Number five villain would be uh, Poison Ivy. Okay. Which she first appeared in Batman number 181 in June of 1966. Yep, and uh, her real name is Pamela Lillian Isley. Okay. Uh, I like the fact that her middle name was Lillian, like Lily. a lily. Lily, yeah. She's my number four, so okay. that's why I knew what her name was. <laughs> number five for you, though. My number five was Cheetah, but the modern Cheetah. There was a Cheetah before her. Yeah. The Cheetah I'm referring to is uh, Barbara Ann Minerva. Okay. Uh, she had first appeared in Wonder Woman's second series, number seven, August of 1987. Um, she is part Cheetah and part human, and it's because she sacrificed... Uh, she was an archaeologist. She found about this plant god... And she sacrificed one of her partners in blood to become the cheetah. Nice. So, okay, number uh, four, right? Four, right. What I have is uh, Emma Frost. Okay, I like Emma Frost. Emma Frost. From she's, the, she's tied into the X Men, you know. I know that. And you don't like the her X-Men. first. Well, first appearance, <laughs> first appearance is Uncanny X Men number one twenty nine in June of nineteen or January of nineteen eighty. Okay. And my number four was Poison Ivy. Okay. Uh, so yeah. we've already covered that. So. Your number three. Number three is Mystique. Okay. Uh, she first appeared in Miss Marvel number 16. Yep. Uh, April of 1978. Exactly. Uh, and her real name is Raven Darkholm. I did not know that. And the reason, and the reason why I know that is because she's my number two. There you go. But uh, she's also been revealed to be the mother of Nightcrawler. And she's kind of like the adopted mother of Rogue. Okay. So my number three is Fatality. Who is, uh, her real name is Ira Sinril, so she's an alien. Okay. Uh, but she looks human. She looks like a, just an African-American human. Uh, she, her first appearance was Green Lantern, third series, number 83. You knew it had to be a Green Lantern character. February of 1997. So she's kind of a newer character. Uh, she's from the planet Zanshi, which was destroyed by Jon Stewart in his arrogance. Okay. And she was a way off planet because she was part of royalty being trained by warlords. Well, she was so pissed about this, she made it her point to hunt down Green Lanterns. Nice. So, pretty sweet character. My number two is uh, Eva Lynn from the Masters of the Universe. Oh, okay. So, actually, first comic appearance with her was actually the mini-comic she came with with the figure. Right. Okay. So. Very nice. Uh, My number two was Mystique, so. Yeah, of course. We covered that already. And number one female villainess of all time, the Baroness. Oh, okay. So I had to go G.I. Wow. Joe. Wow, that surprised me. Yeah, I didn't think you'd see that. Thing. I stuck with... Uh, so the Baroness actually appeared in G.I. Joe issue number one in the Marvel set. Oh, okay. Wow, that's so, pretty early. Yeah. Um, I stuck pretty much with DC and Marvel. Okay. Uh, I mean, you obviously stuck with Marvel even with the Baroness. But, yeah, sure. But pretty sweet character. Uh, my number one was Catwoman. Uh, okay. Selena Kyle. Hot woman with a whip. And yeah. her first appearance was Batman number one. 1940. Uh, 19, spring of 1940. Yeah. They didn't really have uh, necessarily month-to-month issues back yeah. then. It was kind of just springtime. So so that was my number one. Uh, pretty solid character. She's had her own series. She's, she's just awesome. Yeah. All yeah. right, so uh, the heroes. Heroines. Heroines. Not the drug. Heroines. <laughs> number five, I'll start out. I got Batgirl. Uh, okay. Barbara Gordon. Uh-huh. 
Uh, first appearance is Detective Comics uh, number three fifty nine. Okay, and that was January of nineteen sixty seven. There you go. So uh, you must have that on your list somewhere, but we're not getting to that okay. just yet. My number five is Supergirl. Okay, who's known as Kara Zor-El. Her first appearance is Action Comics two fifty two, which was May of nineteen fifty nine. Um, she actually had a re-retcon type, uh, reintroduction in the Superman-Batman comic, and she's got an ongoing comic right now, which is actually one of my favorite Superman comics right now. Nice. So, really good, really good character. Right, number four, I have the Black Cat, which is Felicia Hardy. Mm-hmm. First appeared in Amazing Spider-Man number 194 in 1979. Okay. And she kind of plays the border of a hero and a villain. So does Catwoman. Oh, I, I know, I know. I was just pointing it out. <laughs> uh, my number, she's on the list. My number four is Manhunter. Okay. Which is Catherine Spencer. She first appeared in Manhunter third series, number one, which was October of 2004. Okay. So a very new character. Uh, she basically was an attorney who didn't like the fact that uh, Copperhead, I believe it was Copperhead, the got, 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 off. Uh, got off. and yeah. So she broke into some police uh, evidence rooms and took like a Dark Star uniform and a staff and these claws... And she basically went out and killed Copperhead. Yeah. Uh, pretty kick-ass female character. Number three for me is uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big Wonder Woman fan. Like Wonder Woman. Uh, first appearance, <laughs> All-Star Comics number eight. Okay. And her name is Diana. Diana Prince. Prince. Yep. Just like the singer. Just like him. <laughs> um, I did like the Wonder Woman DVD yeah, it was movie. Awesome. That was awesome. But yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the uh, Wonder Woman character. Strong all character. Strong yeah. character. My number three is Oracle. Which is Barbara yeah, Gordon. Gar- Barbara Gordon. Uh, so again, she appeared in January 1967. She became Oracle after the killing the joke. accident. <laughs> well, she got shot by the Joker. Yeah. And the, then... The accident. I believe where she first appeared as Oracle was Birds of Prey number one. Okay. But she has a... Uh, she's a computer hacker. She's basically the computer resource for all the heroes. Yeah. And she's got a photo uh, photographic memory so she can actually remember anything that she's seen or nice. read so number two for me is black widow natasha romanoff yep uh first appearance is tales of suspense night number 52 and that was april of 1964 okay and she, i didn't know she was that old yeah she's been around a long yeah. time and they actually have shown i believe in the past that she has ties to the romanoff family family yeah which is pretty sweet which is the russian chicks thing is always hot and yep. she carries guns and, and she's a redhead and she's armed to the teeth which i gotta love <laughs> i like redheads yes so my number two is kitty pride who okay. is also known as shadow cat and right. at one time was known as pixie uh she first appeared in the uncanny x-men number 129 which is doing a figure of her in the Marvel Yeah, they're uh, Marvel Universe. Yeah. They're coming up with that. Uh, that was January of 1980. Okay. Um, the... She just goes basically by Kitty Pride right now. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is I have an encyclopedia which lists all the Marvel characters and all the DC characters. In there, they actually had, like, October of 1994, and I was like, no, she appeared way before that. Yeah. So they evidently uh, screwed up on that one. But, yeah, she was 1980. So. All right, number one for me, 1985. Ooh. She-Ra. Oh, okay. You know it had to be Masters of the Universe. Well, I didn't know that. It She-Ra is actually could have Princess... Could Sorceress or Tila? Or... She-Ra is actually Princess Adora. Okay. Uh, her first comic appearance thing was actually there was... In the movie when she was in in 1985, The Secret of the Sword, there was actually a comic book that was given away with the... When you went to the movie, you got a free comic book. Okay. So that was actually the first comic kind of appearance. Uh, they did 93 She-Ra episodes, obviously, from 85 to 86. Okay. The movie. Yeah. That's where she was introduced, yeah. and you got a free comic when going to the movie. I can't say I'm all that familiar with She-Ra. I didn't really watch her, but she's, 
Prince Adam's twin sister was I, stolen it. I know, but I'd rather just watch Prince Adam turn into He-Man. Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. No, you're the big beefy guy. Right, but Dave's that likes big on. beefy guys. All right. All right, so my number one was Black Canary. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, Diana, or Dinah Laurel Lance. Uh, her mom was Dinah Drake Lance, who was the first Black Canary, mm-hmm. who was with the Justice Society. Uh, this Black Canary... First appeared in Justice League of America number seventy-five, which was November of nineteen sixty-nine. So the second Black Canary appeared that long ago. She has a canary cry, which her I don't believe her mom actually had, but she also is like an expert martial artist. She switched roles with Shiva, who was a evil assassin, and she made a deal like, "You help the birds of prey, and I will learn about your life and." She was so she started getting trained as an assassin. So she learned all those skills. So and she wears fishnets, and she wears fishnets, which, which is, is hot. This is hot. Nice. Um, so she's awesome. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome character. Good list. Yeah. So that's our uh, top five lists of uh, villainesses and and everything. And uh, we're gonna wrap up this show because it has gone long. Yeah, it's been about two hours. About now. two hours. Thanks so for listening. Again, we will get to Transformers next time. We will. Uh, talk about Super Show at least. Yeah, we're going to do um, Transformers Bumblebee, Last Stand of the Wreckers, and the ongoing Transformers. Right. And we'll try to get the, those uh, that episode when we do that kind yeah. of back to back with this one, so this yeah. way we can. And then our toy reviews. Because, and our too. toy reviews, sure. which just let you know, my toy review will be on the Rancor that I got from Target. It was a Target exclusive Rancor. And I'm going to do a toy review on the new one of the new Iron Man figures that's out for the new movie, Iron Man Two. Going to do War Machine. Very nice. And it's the uh, it's a comic book version of War Machine. It's right. like the figure number twenty three. If you're looking at numbers right. on the sides of them, and maybe I'll be able to find uh, my War Machine because I you have the other one. I have the movie version. I believe it's number twelve or thirteen. Yeah. But, so yeah. Uh, maybe we'll be able to cover them and put do them back to back sure. and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so if you want to contact us, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can find us on the comic forums. It's thecomicforums.com. Just scroll down, find Star Joe's. You can go to our website, which is just starjoes.com. Right on Facebook. There's actually a link there to the comic forums. Yep. So if you just go to Star Joe's, you find everything you want. Plus, there's a link there to our Facebook, Facebook pages right. where you can find pictures ahead of time of what, episode, of what issues we're covering, what we're going to be talking about. So you can have the in if you're a fan on Facebook. Know what's coming out before everybody else. <clears throat> exactly. Also, uh, look us up on iTunes iTunes. And thanks, uh, guys, for the cool reviews. Yeah, That's awesome. Please keep leaving us reviews. We really appreciate it. Uh, as you can tell, we'll certainly read them on the air. Really appreciate it. Uh, you can find us just by searching Star Wars or GI Joe. Obviously, just type in Star Joe's. You're going to find us. You can listen to us right from the website if you want to. If you're if you don't have iTunes, and we're free, and we're free, which is the best part. You can't beat that. If you have questions, uh, you can go to ask the or question the Holocron on the forums. Or you can go to the discussion thread on Facebook and ask questions there. There's a question hologram there. Or you can email us. We haven't really received any emails. Yeah. So I'd love to get some emails. Um, you can talk as long as you want on the emails. So you want to email starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Anything else I'm forgetting? No, that's pretty much it. Just uh, thanks for the increased fans. Uh, participation on the yeah. forums that's awesome yeah we've been seeing a lot more participation on the forums which is amazing yeah i'm all for that i'm on the forum yeah, we're, the we're both on it daily so yeah we we troll it a lot so. exactly so thank you for that we, we um, talk to people too on the forums we make some pretty decent contacts and some pretty decent uh friends i feel yeah yeah definitely some great friends that we've yeah. had on there so uh sorry again it took so long but we yeah, thanks for sticking with us yeah, yeah we're not gonna uh well not even just this episode but sorry it took so long to even do this episode yeah um so glad, glad you, you guys you guys glad you guys 
stuck it out. This weekend, Super Show. This weekend, Super Show. Uh, although, by the time you hear it, it's, it's already over. Already over. But uh, with that, we'll just close by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Later.